It worked. The R button works. So, all right. So Ubisoft and Activision, they've all got these new games where like you buy toys and shit, you know, like Skylanders and stuff. They don't really cater to adults. Ubisoft have. Ubisoft had one, didn't they? No. No. All right. THQ had one, right? Nope. Ah, shit. Who had one? Disney. Disney Lego. had one. Lego. Lego. Yes, Lego Telltale was... Games. Telltale. Or Traveller's Tales, rather. Traveller's Tales. And and we've got Activision. Yeah. So all those There's also games... a mobile phone one that people yeah. are going crazy for. The actual figures are actually proper figures. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, so like, there's all that stuff existing now, but they don't really cater to adults. You know why they don't cater to adults? They need to get a license from YouPorn. No, because they're fucking idiots. Because there's a hundred of t- there's hundreds of toys with electronic devices in there. I'm sure there's NFC dildos and flashlights out there. Create a battle game. Chess, right. like chess. You'd love the bishop. No, no. Get the bishop no, one. No. Boing. Because see, you're getting it, you're getting it wrong. Put a pedometer in that motherfucker, mm. and you got wank to glory. Wank to glory. Yeah. Some people are going to be a little bit embarrassed by how good their things are we can when they first start out. Beat them and eat them. Beat them and eat them. Classic. Ah. Oh. Slappers I would love to. Imagine if they did like a Transformers Toys to Life game and the entire thing falls down and you actually have to transform the toy to to like transform them in the game. Oh, what? Like, so it's like got an <laughs> NFC chip and if it only reads part of it, then it just does the yeah, standing up. And then you transform it and it's like, now I'm transformed. And now, yeah, but, but then you'd be playing the game, you'd be up to a point level. I want to turn into a car now. Transform. Da, 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 da. Meanwhile, the would you, thing's would, on the would screen. Would it not do the music for just you? Just waiting for you. <laughs> Everything freezes. Just pop it down. Transform back. So. My idea, waterproof station is the first thing that I think they're going to need. So you know like the little power bases you get for Lego and stuff like that? That, but waterproof. So maybe just laminate it. I don't really know the logistics of um, this, yeah? I mean, the Skylanders Trap Team one's pretty glossy. It's funny that you say Trap Team, because mm. I want to have a butt plug add-on. It'll be a smaller port, obviously unisex, because I'm not judging, and you'd, just, you'd have one part, one plug, sorry, and then you'd have the bigger part here. And obviously it'd be interchangeable, like a fuck doll. You know, yeah. like one of the big old £5,000 fuck dolls? It'd be like one of those, so you can get a little platform. You've got involved with a few traps every now and again, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a member of the trap team. Yeah. Yeah. We mm. won't tell you where the bodies are, but no, they're the somewhere. Beijing lady boys. Beijing lady boys. <laughs> anyway, so... They're like a Chinese finger trap. The more you pull away, the harder they hold on. You should uh, review something. No, 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 because I feel like this dildo battling idea is a great, great way forward. Obviously, like, you would have more more sophisticated devices and more horrific devices. Like, have you seen Seven? Yes, multiple times. Okay, so take a copy of Seven, the DVD, and that could be your battle device. Oh. What? I was thinking more like, you know, spikes and... Like, just a mace-like dildo. We're still on dildos. Wait, are you are you thinking something abrasive like the personality of Kevin Spacey in that movie? Or are you referencing something in Seven? Well, you were talking about yeah. Toys to Life... Yeah, battle game using a copy of Seven on Blu-ray or DVD as as a insertion device. Oh. What were you talking about? I thought you were going about dildos. I mean, yeah, they could be one of the things. There are different the things in the world. Look, I mean, you've got that Hellboy fist yeah, over there. We could take one of those little one, little ones for like you know pawns, and then bishops could be a nice chunky. No, but wait, you reference Seven in a very boy. specific way. Where I I'm feel talking like... about Seven, I'm talking about. You're talking about chess, dildos. I said seven, and your face lit up. What are you talking about? What happens in seven that you think? Spoilers, I'm assuming. I like the bit with Gwyneth Paltrow's heads in a box. A Gwyneth Paltrow butt plug hmm. that steams your anus. No. You pull the hair to get it back out, and as it comes out, it steams your anus. She you have to that. charge that one up. You're going to review something. That'd be wireless charging. 
Review something. Oh, God, imagine if you got trapped in your house and you're like, oh, I hope the battery runs down because I can't take another steaming in my anus. You'd have to go for a jog with this, like, blonde hair trailing out your ass up like some sort of pony doing crufts. Crufts? Dressage. Oh, and Michael Itchianus. No. Michael Itchianus. Yeah, that's your name. Um, oh, he released Bad. You know, one of the top selling albums of all time. It was Bad. <laughs> review something. Okay. My first review this week is going to be... Oh, shit. It's going to be Master I of None you were Season 2 on out. Netflix. I didn't. I just tweeted someone. It's Master of None Season 2 on Netflix. All right. So this came out this week. There's been a ton of Netflix stuff that's all come out in a really Yeah, I've quick got a few days to watch Master of None before Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt starts. Yeah, that's that's my next one as well. But anyway, Master of None Season 2. Um, if you haven't seen Master of None, it was essentially the story of someone who was lost in life at an age where they shouldn't be, and traditionally they weren't, and meeting all the foibles of living in New York, falling in love... Just being a, you know, a guy living modern Yeah, essentially, world. yeah. It's just it's just a, a early 30s dude trying to get by in life if you if he didn't have aim or direction, and even the direction he did have was sort of fluctuating and drifting about. Hmm. Um, he falls in love, falls out of love, he meets people, he meets, you know, friends, you know, romances, Hangs finds out, out stuff. Warheim. Yeah, yeah. Finds out about his own life, finds out about his own family. Finds well, out Fisher Stevens wasn't actually Indian. an Indian. Yeah, that's that was shocking for me as well. Yeah, uh, H. John Benjamin has I've been a good trying to cameo. explain to Dave why white people having their face browned up to play Indians isn't a good thing. No, he doesn't it understand really isn't. it. But I'll tell you what: black <laughs> people dressing up as white people and then get given free stuff has been funny since Eddie Murphy was. Mm. Uh, do you remember the SNL skit where he goes, "I'm going to go undercover as a white person." And he just does this awful makeup, this crap wig, and he's going around. He's like, hi. He goes to the bank. And he's just like, hi. I'd like to withdraw ten dollars, please. Here's my cash and card. And the guy goes, oh no, that's, you don't need that. How much do you need? Hundreds. Okay. It's <laughs> just giving him, giving him stacks of money. He's just like, did he get fat stacks? He got fat stacks. Yeah. Um, but um, I like Master of None season two. Uh, the problem is that it's it starts off straight after season one. Oh. So Dev's in Italy learning how to make pasta and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's where they went yeah. off, yeah. Um, and it's, unlike the first series, it's you can see the itchings on the surface of where the plot's going to go. And that's not a bad thing, hmm. because we've had an introductory season. We kind of know the character, so we can see where this is going, even though it's not completely telegraphed. There are just little hints and, and bits to it. Um, and, and it's great. It's Dev in Italy, barely able to speak Italian. He's got some functional Italian phrases. For the most part, he's still this New Yorker who's going around getting excited about stupid childish shit or tweeting stuff or being just, yeah. in general, a man-child. Um, and then he comes back to New York and stuff happens. It just, all in all, it's a fantastic series. There's, again, there's an episode this season that breaks down everything. So it follows Dev and it follows his friends and there's like little hints and like bits and pieces and there's like an overarching story. And then episode six comes along. And episode six is actually three stories in one, three characters that have no connection to the main story except for at the end where it's very tenuous at best and the first one is um, a security guard his day to day doing so he's just sitting there and he's watching people come and go out of this building it's a very rich it's an episode popular. where the other guys needed some time off yeah essentially from filming yep. yeah yep. But, um, and it's then, the Doctor Who episode they do every series where the Doctor doesn't show up yeah he's just like oh the Doctor's a myth no mm. but this this one starts off with the security guard and his story plays out mm. It's fantastically acted. Everything's fully realised. You don't actually feel like you're watching just a side character. You feel like you're watching a story about a character that could be a main character just because they make it so interesting. Yeah. Despite being a menial job and him playing clearly Is he white, though? It. No, Mexican. Um, oh. I believe it's Mexican. Anyway, he mentions Latino. 
And he speaks Spanish all the time. They can't have their own TV shows now. Anyway, so, um, and then it goes, and then the middle section is uh, the perspective of a deaf woman. Mm. And the whole episode is is just silent. And it's all just sign language and then subtitles when you can't read sign language. And it's like a, it's just like a normal conversation that two people would have in like a, an R-rated comedy, but done using signs. So you have like these, there's a part where one character is talking to another about vaginas and, and the maintenance of a vagina. And they're obviously making the sign for vagina. And if it was, if it was just any other series, it'd be like someone saying fuck and then a kid being, coming along going like fuck, fuck. But this mother comes along and she goes, will you stop saying vagina? Both of my kids know the sign for vagina. And there's two <laughs> kids just running around the shop going like that, like vagina, vagina. That's okay. And because it's done, it just seems like a whole new thing because mm. it's done in sign, it's done silence. It's, it's really nice. Um, and then the third one is just a bunch of um, people that have um, immigrated to America trying to make their way. And how they have like a nightlife and them going out and stuff. And it's really funny as well. Cause it's just like, it's almost like an in-betweeners sketch. Yeah. Like sketch, sorry, sketch. In-betweeners sketch, but it's, it's these free, well-spoken, really polite dudes who want to go out partying who are of age, but they're just like, they're getting these hurdles coming across. And in the end, it just, it all culminates. There is like a connecting tissue to it all. Yeah. And then finally, you realize in the last like two seconds, it's like, oh, there's the main character. There's how this connects to the rest of it. And it's just such a, such a, uh, a tissue paper reason for it to be connected. But that episode was fucking incredible. I watched it. I was, I was in and out for the episode before it because it's, it feels like just. Because you don't pay attention to no, one thing at feels, a time. It feels like season one again. I was watching it all in 4K on the Xbox, so mm. it's fine. With your um, laptop running at the same time? No, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but <laughs> you had fun house playing on your laptop while the TV was on. I had it on mute, so I didn't even know it was a silent episode yeah. at all. But um, but no, like the episode before, it's a bit, it's not great, and then it goes to this episode and it's fantastic, and then it cuts back to obviously going back to Dev for the last two or three episodes, um, and there is there is a good plot there. You'll fall in love with a certain character almost instantly. She's fucking incredible. But then you also you start to see that wither, and you got start to see that degrade, and like you sort of, you know, everything becomes very emotional and, and it sort of breaks and crumbles. But it's very interesting. Really, mm. really interesting. I highly rate it. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's probably the best series of a thing. It's like, season two is always that weird season for a program. You get the, you get the junior, the early entry, like you get the pilot and then you get like this, trying to work out what it is and where it's going. So you get the first season out of the way. And then season two, it's always slightly more realised, but they still just haven't found their footing yet. They don't know if they've got ratings because they're new or because it's a quality programme. But with this, it just it feels like they are so confident in what they've got. Yeah. And and Zizanzari is such a presence. So considering he's a small Indian guy that for the most part just, you know Everybody really is in scrubs. Yeah. Yeah, for that yeah. one series. And yeah. then when, he was when one they, of the new guys, wasn't he? Yeah, so the ones where they were like, oh, the new, all the interns yeah. in Series 8 are going to be the main characters in Series 9. And then Series 9 comes on and they keep one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was it was just, it's so good. Hmm. It is so good. It's so beautifully shot and everything is incredible. There's a lot of food in this series. It always is. They're the whole restaurant thing in the last series. Yeah, and there but was, this um, one barbecues and throughout the whole series. It's all yeah. about, and it's not like, you know how it was like offshoot. It's like, oh, I love ribs and stuff like that. In this, there are like loving shots to well-crafted New York food, then Italian, and then food. smash cuts to Aziz and Zari wanking off. Just, no, it's Aziz and Zari going. Ah! <laughs> ah! Yeah. Oh my god! Is there Zari a lot of Eric Wareheim in this? Uh, no. God damn it! No, there is. It's quite a bit. More Eric there, is, there is a lot of Eric Wareheim in this. There's a whole episode that's dedicated to fleshing out his backstory, 
and it seems like there's a lot of emotional growth and then there's just the best ending. There's a whole episode that's dedicated to... Do you remember in the first series there was that black woman that hangs out in this like, little close group of friends? Oh, they're lesbian friends. Yeah, she's always yeah. kicking the shit out of Dev, just like going like, oh, come on, man, you don't love her. Like, you love the idea of her. Mm. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right, and all this shit. Yeah. Um, you get like a nice cameo from the season one love interest. Oh, yeah. But like you get like hints at that before and, and you know, it just, it's so, it's a natural feeling series. It feels like these are human beings that you're watching rather than like just caricatures. And with Aziz Azari, I don't know how they've done that because every time I've seen him in a program, he is a cartoon of a man. Look at Parks and Rec. In Parks and Rec, he starts out as a cartoon. He ends up just being more of a cartoon. And even mm. like his stand-up stuff, he plays on that. He plays on him jumping around and being like really cartoonish. And then in this, that character's in like even Eric from Jim and Eric, he Eric Wernheim. Yeah. Yeah. He he is a he's a cartoon character. Yeah. But there are just these moments where humanity seeps through and it's real, raw human emotion, rather than him just being like, I got my tum tum full, now I'm sad. I'm sad because I'm alone. It's no, not like no, that. No. It's like, it's actually a line. It's like a line of dialogue saying like, it'll be a break from that. Almost like their veneer is just worn away because they've just experienced so much and they are so exhausted. And then there'll be something they'll pick up immediately and they'll be like, oh, I'm recharged now. Tum, tum, tum. I'm going to go get some, me some fromage. Like, like shit like that. It's just mm. stupid as hell. But it works within this reality. And, uh, fucking, I can't recommend it enough. Tom Atkins the whole way. You gotta watch season one before you watch season two. That's the only, that's the only bad thing about it is that there is, so much in season one that plays in season two. But like I said, there's there's episode yeah. episode six and episode seven are probably if you watch those alone, then you, that show though, it's like it's on Netflix. So yeah. people are gonna ignore it. Everyone loves Atlanta right now. I've still not seen Atlanta. Oh uh, and um, that's Donald similar Glover's. in its whole like, you know, it's a drama like yeah. thing. But Atlanta the thing about Atlanta as opposed to this, whereas this is uh this is like those human moments built into it. Hmm. Atlanta is a very specific type of comedy. Yeah, it's it's still really good. I like it. I like Atlanta. I've never got. I've never had the chance to just watch the whole of the first season. It's not on Netflix. That's why. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the Tom Atkins all the way. Hmm. Like, just two episodes, six and seven. Those two episodes make the series. Like the episode, first series was superb. Yeah, like best thing that was on last year. Well, the first series had one episode where it was all about. Um, there was like an episode where it was completely separate from the story again. There was a whole one year. The last episode of the series was like one a year. whole year, yeah. wasn't it? Like, but what like was the episode? That, there was an episode where it was just about a character that was like a side character. Oh no, there was the episode that was about his parents. Yeah, that was fucking incredible. They kept seeing where they kept having the flashbacks of like, yeah. um, you know, when they left the country. Yeah, and like, you know, it's just <laughs> oh, I've he's moaning to... about them about something, and then it just gets a flashback to him remembering when the chicken that yeah. his friend he really loved got killed. Yeah, got his head chopped off. It was like it was like a smash cut. It's like I love you, chicken, and then all of a sudden, ah! <laughs> yeah. But there was also like it's like little bits and pieces. Like oh, I've always wanted to learn how to play guitar. And when he was a kid, he really wanted to play guitar because, like, the Beatles and shit. Hmm. And he, like, tried to teach his son, like, he's like, oh, you want to play guitar? And he's like, no, I don't want to play guitar. I'm not interested in that. And then when he gets older, he's like, I'm going to take guitar lessons. <laughs> he's like, I don't like it. <laughs> Stuff like that was great. But this series, yeah, six and seven, fuck me. Episode six and seven are great because it is, it's the, it, as I said, it's the side character, the black girl. She, and Z's is it during, like, all of that episode. He's there. Yeah. But it, again, he's, he's not a character. He's not a cartoon. He does stupid shit that's human. Like there's a scene at a dinner table where it's just 
it's just him asking one of her girlfriends, oh, what's your, what's your Instagram name again? And she's like, she's like, oh yeah, nipples and butts. And it's like, oh wait, so it's nipples and, or is it N butts? She's like, no, nipples and butts, 23. It's like, oh right, so nipples and butts, 23. And he just keeps getting her to repeat it backwards and forwards. <laughs> and Angela Bassett's in this episode. Nice. And you can see her face just getting worse. And she's like, Dev, it's nipples and butts, 23. You know what the fucking name is. <laughs> That's great. Nipples and butts. Nipples and butts. But yeah, no, I highly recommend it. No. I fucking, I could go on about it for hours. I loved it. You don't want to spoil stuff. No, I don't. I mean, like, already I've given away a couple of the, couple so of the big scenes. Moons were saying he's in the chat and stuff, and you're just like, you oh, know. Oh, shit, sorry, Moons. You're ignoring him. He's sorry, probably just stopped one watching second. now. One second, I'm just going to quit. He's probably just gone, fuck all you guys. I can't see anything that's going on there. Oh, Under the Moon's just tipped £15 to the Steam Jar. What? Thanks, Bert. What? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. You better not have. I haven't had a notification. <laughs> no, look, get on with the podcast. I'm getting on with the podcast. What's your first review? Oh my god! Like I've done anything the last few weeks. Yeah, you've done a few things. What? You got done a few things. Under the moons. Keep talking. Why have you tipped me under the moons? That's naughty. Now buy a kettle. Hey, buy a kettle. We I can get a, a new kettle. I got a kettle. My kettle's bloody good. Just my kettle. My kettle's good. It's lime scaled. But cheers, Moons, you sexy beast. Right, well. Oh, God, I haven't chose a good colour for the close font it, over here. It, get I? on with it. No, did you see the font? Oh, God, I didn't choose no, a good colour for that it. font. Anyway. Like, I don't look this good so that we can just sit here and do nothing. Do you know what series I uh, finally Rangers watched season one. this year? Power Rangers season <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd go with Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> season 12. No, because I'm going to talk about that with you in a little it. bit. Switch it around a bit. Because I've already watched season 12. You've watched season 2. No, I'm just going to talk about it. I was going to, you know, naturally build onto your thing after that. Anyway, Power Rangers. Yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Docking Power Rangers. Ever since that fucking film came out a few months ago, which was surprisingly decent. I can't like the film. Me and Tara keep talking about how much we like the film. The best part is still when the theme tune starts playing. It's actually just shockingly decent film, isn't it? It's just, it's it's not even that it's decent. Like, it's, my expectation was fucking down to the floor. Yeah. I had no interest in seeing it. And then I saw it and I was like, I love Billy. <laughs> God, I love Billy. It was, it was good. It was a really good And film. also, like, people kept dissing that, that um, intro scene with the, the camera, with the 360 camera. That was really well done. I really liked it. I thought yeah. it was a really good action it's scene. straight out Children of Men, but yeah, it's really well done. It was exactly Children of Men. But yeah. it was still, it was better than I expected. Well, let's get on with the fucking season anyway, one review. So what are you talking about? I thought I'd go back and watch Power Rangers season one. I've been watching it since... In fact, literally since that film came out, yeah. so a couple of episodes every you know other day or something. There's sixty fucking episodes as much in season as you can, one. Basically, as much as any human being can can bear. Yeah, I watched four episodes in a row last night to try and get through the season Jesus. before. And um, it's it's really weird when you look back at it now. Like I forgot how much the people making it clearly knew what they were making. Like there is self-referential humor, like scattered throughout the whole thing all the time, and they keep referencing random. Like little situations, and like they play up to the dumbness of it. Like whenever Bulk and Skull come along, and it's like as the series goes on, you know, Bulk and Skull always have their schemes and stuff. Yeah. Um. There's always like this whole oh, Bulk and Skull, what you doing now, eh? Like, like, like they know we know it's coming, and it sort of builds around that. But um, it's really interesting with the show is it's like, like you say, you know how like the first series is usually, you know, first series of a show is usually a little bit rough. Second series is a little, little bit more refined yep. and stuff. Yeah. 
the first season of Power Rangers, as you watch through the series, you can see the point where they get money, mm-hmm. where they've gone, oh my god, this show's making shitloads of money. It's when they get more than one school and- set. It's not just the cafeteria anymore. It wasn't We've the cafeteria. To- it was never the cafeteria. It was Ernie's juice bar. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Which, at one episode, was shutting down. And the first thing he does when they get the money to keep the juice bar open is give the kids free drinks. And I'm like, dude... That's why your juice bar was shutting down. That he's juicing. Yeah, he's juicing. <laughs> he's um, got those anger issues. Poor Eddie. Rest in peace. He's dead. Is he? Yeah, he well, died no, I... a few years after he left the show. You know what? Guess there... what of? Cancer. Heart attack. What do you expect? Of course it's a heart attack. Is he was he really that guy? He was huge, Ernie was. Wait, was he like... Because I'm imagining the guy from Happy Days. He was bigger than that. Yeah. Ernie was massive. Bigger than Bulk? But... Yeah, Bulk, Bulk's actually nowadays, he's, got, he's slimmed down a bit. I'm going to Google looking decent, yeah. Well. He's got a lovely earring. <laughs> but yeah, Man when you earrings. watch the show, you get to the point where like you see they're getting a bit more confident with it. And obviously they plan to basically mirror Super Sentai's series Z-Ranger, which yeah. is what it's based on. Um, so they have the Green Ranger arc where Rita makes the evil Green Ranger and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. In the original show, that was like um, the, Rain- the Green Ranger is the- was the Red Ranger's brother. And he was trapped in this room where there was a candle burning down. Every time he left the room, the candle would start burning. So when the candle was fully down, he'd die. That's yeah. like pretty harsh. Um, so in the original show, in Super Sentai, that whole stuff happens and he dies like in the show when his candle burns out. In Power Rangers, they sort of mixed that around and morphed it and it was like they have the evil bit at the start and then they free him from the evil and he helps the Power Rangers for a few weeks and then they do the green candle thing and he just loses his powers because people don't really die in this show. No. Um, they mentioned death a couple of times, though, which is kind of odd for a kid's show in the 90s. Um, but then you get to the point where the series was blatantly meant to finish, which is episode 40. There's like a two-part called Doomsday, and it is quite clearly the season finale. They even have the whole um, Angel Grove is holding a Power Rangers Appreciation Day, and all the people at the festival get kidnapped by Rita, like, all in one go, because she can do that, apparently. Bob looks exactly the same, dude. But uh, I'll tell you who looks pretty great. Have you got a picture of Bulk? He's got shaved head nowadays. Billy. Oh, Billy always looks great. Billy Bill. looks fantastic. Yeah. David Is Billy Jost. gay? Yeah, super gay. Oh, and ripped as fuck in the show. Yeah, he's super right. ripped. But um, yeah, there's like the point where the show is clearly meant to end, and that's where Super Sentai ended. So they have this whole episode called Doomsday, and it's dark, and the, the Megazord gets his arm blown off and shit like that. And yeah. It's quite clear the finale. But then they paid the Japanese show to film 20 more episodes just for the US. And there's a couple of monsters that they use there which are actually from previous series and stuff like that. And it's kind of interesting because that last 20 episodes, the budget is quite clearly bigger than it was before. The Red Ranger does not look good now. Well, Austin St. John, he looks fine. Yeah, he's still <laughs> he's still buff. He's just older. He looks like Mac. But he's cultivating weight. He looks like... <laughs> yeah, he, um, he's cultivating mass. Those last 20 episodes anyway, yeah. Was, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. Um, like... There's, there's John Cena... <laughs> There's a whole bunch, like, the music budget is shot yeah. up. There's yeah. way more songs going on. Really cool songs as well. Like, one of them is just literally, literally going, combat. Didn't like they that. have Pearl Jam in one of the episodes? No, don't be silly. That's <laughs> silly. Pearl Why Jam. Why they have Pearl Jam in an episode of Power Rangers? No. I'm going to put in licensed songs from Power Rangers. But they um they had, like, like more music going on. They had bigger set pieces going on. There's, like, one episode. They um There's a two-parter, and... At the start of the episode, there's a fight going on, and the camera's doing this panning shot, and it's showing the fight progression from one part of the scene to another with all the rangers, like, not in their costumes, like, fighting in the street, fighting putties yeah. outside the shop. And it's a really, like, strangely complex sequence for a show that was, like, 
film super quick so they could chuck an episode out every day. Yeah. Um, and it gets impressive, that last part of the series. Even though they recycle a couple of storylines, they even reference it when the evil rangers turn up. And they're like, Rita's made evil rangers again. Whoop. Same thing as well. She made putties into rangers. Oh, really? Yeah, again. <laughs> but it's like, you look back at it now and it is cheap and silly, but it's also like this really cool, weird idea. It's like basically taking a TV show and remixing it. Yeah. I That's mean, essentially I- what they did. Wasn't it Carmen Rider that was before this? Carmen Rider was another Japanese show at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because it's Carmen uh, Rider is is what we got. It's a separate thing. Yeah, we Kamen... got called Master Rider over here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So Master Rider was Carmen Rider. Master Rider turns up in season three of Power Rangers yeah. in one episode, and yeah. then they just randomly it's reference him later. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, the thing about Carmen Rider though was that Carmen Rider had. There were five Kamen Riders at any one time, and they had different powers and stuff. No, there's only ever one Kamen Rider. No, 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 no. There's a couple of series where there's multiple Kamen yeah, Riders. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's like multiple Kamen Riders. But they never showed those in America. Instead, they repurposed all the footage with the single Kamen Rider. And then when, when like, the... Because every, every like, few episodes, he would change his style. So, mm. like, every few seasons, sorry, he would change his Kamen Rider. And it had been going on for so long, they had all this leftover footage. Like, they yeah. just had tons of it. But no, in like, intercut, intercutting. I think in Kamen Rider, the, the Mass Rider, the US show, they had, like, he had different armors or something yeah. like that. And that's when they used... Yeah, so he would have shows. different armors for different battles but, and different things like that. Yeah. But then his arm would also evolve every series. Yeah. And that was, like, when the season changed and stuff. And also, because they had some episodes before others, like, they literally just fucking shat the bed when it came to ordering. So they just yeah. threw whatever episodes they wanted to in together and then they were just like, oh, I'm going to use my yeah, mega... Power Rangers gets like properly odd because they had this steadfast refusal to update, the, to use the footage from the newer shows Yeah, because they didn't want to change the costumes because those figures were selling. And to be honest, the Power Ranger, original Power Ranger costumes, the easily the most recognisable. It's just Lycra and, and the a cool crash helmet. It. But it's the diamonds and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like the diamond pattern, it's easily the most recognisable Power Ranger. Yeah. Like I think even if you got a little kid now and told him to draw a Power Ranger, he'd probably draw the original series ones. Or Iron Man now. Iron Man, yeah, probably just <laughs> yeah, yeah. first Iron Man. Just draw Iron Man. Um, definitely wouldn't be able to draw the ones from the new film because there's, you know, he's not that good an artist. Iron Man. <laughs> That's what they are. They are Iron Man. They're more Guyvers. No, they? they're Iron Guyvers Man. with glowy bits. No, they're Iron Man. Yeah. They're definitely but, um, Iron Man. But they, like, they, you know, they didn't want to change the costumes in the later mm. series. They used the Zords from the new shows. Okay. And they like... Um, oh, like the Frog Zord from the uh, movie and shit. Yeah, fucking, yeah, that's the ninja one. That comes much later. Yeah. Um, but they use the Zords, but then they still had the original Megazord in some of those shots yeah. in season two. So they had to cut around it and never show... How it connected to the right sword. I used to love that when I was a kid. Yeah. I fucking lost my shit every time that... Because they have the little montage, don't they? Yeah. It's like... I like when they blatantly make up a combination, like the Ultra yeah. Megazord, where it's Titanus and the yeah. Megazords, and there's like the toy... I love, the fact that, the toy I love the fact that Titanus was just a fucking chariot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was hollow out the they back. They did that again later as well. There was um, the Pyramid one, the Gold Ranger has. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Season 3 or is it Zeo? I think it's Zeo. Zeo, yeah. But wasn't there, there was a series of Power Rangers that was made from the ground up by America. No, no. They're all, they're all every single one is taken from No, because the, the newer one has the Green Ranger in the, in like, out of costume fighting a Power Ranger in like a martial arts sequence. Yeah, the Green Ranger came back not long ago to be in an episode and be like... No, the Green the Ranger is in uh, Power Rangers Dino Thunder. He's Dr. Tommy Oliver. Yeah. They bring him... He comes back... He's a doctor now? Yeah, apparently. He's you martial can't even remember his fucking yeah. drink in the yeah, series that you watched. <laughs> yeah. um, He's a fucking idiot. And then there's Power Rangers Super Mega Force, which has possibly the coolest frigging gimmick ever. What is it? Um, the Power Rangers can morph into other Power Rangers. What? Yeah, they have like... So they're like morphers. Women. They're morphers have a little keyhole on them. 
Yeah. And on their belt, they have these little tiny miniature figures of the Power Rangers from different eras. Yeah. And they, just and they fold them, turn to a key, they go, turn it in, they go, cool, and they turn into the Mighty Morphin Rangers or they turn something else. But well, that's one way they use even more yeah. footage. Um, apparently, the show's a bit ropey, but they. Um, yeah, of course. But that's what the is. Japanese show was because it was it like. Sounds the, like. It sounds like someone's going, oh, we've got all of this footage on the cutting room floor. In, in Japan, that was the 2014 show, which was the 40th anniversary of Sentai. Uh-huh. So the whole thing was, we're going to have Rangers from all the different shows in it. I just imagine a stereotypical Japanese man just be like, oh no, <laughs> look at all the leftover footage. But um, yeah, I think it's, it's season one of Power Rangers is like strangely fun and just, it's silly. And it's just like me in the season, of the yeah. first the first season of Street Sharks. I know it's bad. <laughs> I know it's bad. Like it is nigh on unwatchable. The Street Sharks was like, Bike Mice from Mars was like blatant clearing of yeah. Tears Rinted Tales. Yeah. And then you start getting into the other, like, yeah, street, street Sharks. sharks. And what's the dinosaur one? Uh, oh, uh, Cowboys and Dinosaurs. No, no. There was one with the big dinosaurs. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs? No. That was a Capcom thing, wasn't it? No, that was a series as well. Yeah, but it was based on the Capcom game. Oh, Zords? Zoids? Zoids? No, Zoid, Not Zoids. They had, was... like, they literally like Street Sharks, but they were dinosaurs. Oh, what was the thing that we discovered the other day that I watched every episode of as a kid and I didn't realise? It was, like, uh, the Slime Warriors or whatever it was. <laughs> like, the Monster monster Team or whatever. No idea. God, fuck. Damn, I watched so much shit when I was a kid. Like stuff like Mummy's Alive. I loved <laughs> Mummy's Alive when I was a kid. <laughs> Mummy's Alive and Gargoyles. It is dog Skeleton shit, Warriors. <laughs> Gargoyles is still pretty good. Yeah, Gargoyles. Gargoyles is up. fucking deep. Yeah. <laughs> Gargoyles, there's an episode where someone dies. I was seven. <laughs> I couldn't take that shit. Yeah. That was um, way too extreme. Because <laughs> someone stays out in the light when they're flying. Oh, yeah, and They yeah. just crash down. So I was like, oh, my God, Dad, I'm going to die, aren't I? That sounds right. I'm mortal. But yeah, um, I'm not a gargoyle. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yep. I don't suggest sitting and watching all 60 episodes. I don't suggest you watching can, one episode. You can skip a couple here and there. You can skip all of them. No, there's some really good arcs. The um, the freaking five part, like, you know, the um, when the Green Ranger turns up and he's evil and it's like five episodes. Yep. Um, that, that arc, every single episode in it ups the stakes like really well from one to the next. It gets bigger and more dramatic each episode in that arc, and they did a really good job. And he clearly, there was like, there was the occasional episodes where they would really focus in and make sure they told a really interesting, like, fun Power Ranger story. Yeah. Most weeks was literally like, you know, monster turns up, they punch it a couple of times. You know, we can't summon Tommy because his powers will go if we summon him. Tommy, Get that help whistling us! Bitch with a fucking knife. Um, there's <laughs> there's an episode early on where they have a pig monster. You know, the classic giant yep, pig yep, headed yep, thing. Yep, the one that helmet. eats the apples and shit. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. It's just a head with arms. And yes, yeah, 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 arms coming out. And it's got mouth. a fucking Roman centurion helmet for yeah. some fucking reason. Yeah, yeah, I remember Power Rangers. And I watched a lot of Power Rangers when I was a kid. <laughs> He's in it again later in the season. Yes, he is. When they turn Bulk and Skull's pet pig into. Yeah, the monster, and then he falls in love with a pig and a pig pen. Yep. and I'm like, you've recycled the monster, but you've done something unique in this episode. Well done, thank you. And there's a bit where he's like, like turning back, where he's like, he's trying to romance the pig. Yep. And Trini's just like going, oh wow, she's in a Power Rangers costume, just like oh, <laughs> which is clearly a Japanese thing because it's just like fucking. No, that was US footage that bit. Really? Yeah. Oh, because it's yeah, like Hawaii girl stuff, well, isn't it? Well. Trini was actually a girl in the Power Rangers costume in that shot, whereas, like... Yeah, it's a bloke. Yeah, I like when they paid them to shoot the extra, like, 20-odd episodes of stuff and they didn't get a woman to dress up as the Yellow Ranger for the extra footage, even though it was just for the US. I'm still in love with that woman on the Xbox box. But you can't. You can't touch her. I I mean, I could see if she's done anything else. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers! It's fun to go back and watch. I've got to start season two. The best song's We Need a Hero. That's a good song. Someone goes... Friends forever, we'll be together. 
Yeah. It's base. Is it Bay City? Angel Grove. Angel Grove. Yeah. Bay City was the Rollers. No, God, where am I thinking? I don't know, man. What's the one from Miami Vice? Miami Connection. Miami Vice. Miami Connection. No yeah. idea. Miami. No, it's not Miami. It's it's like the same town as Saved by the Bell. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think or Angel Grove. It might be Angel Grove. Well, Angel Grove is not a real to. place. I know, but it might be Angel Grove School. So they might actually be intertwining. So some mm. of the parents could have been trained by YKM. They were orphans. They were all orphans. Yeah. Tommy's definitely an orphan. Yeah, he just turns up out of nowhere. Just turns man. Up. He has no parents. He's got <laughs> no rules. He's eating cake for breakfast. His teeth are. When you get to the later, like when they when they're still trying to keep Mighty Morphin thing, and they keep changing yeah. the cat actors. Whenever they introduce someone in the later series, it gets less and less like interesting introduction. Yeah. It's literally just like these people turned up. You're Power Rangers now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if there was like if there was some sort of trial you had to go through, like something yeah. happened that like because it's altering your chemical bo- makeup, isn't it? To make you stronger, faster. Well, they're not stronger outside their costumes. Yeah, but their costumes come from nowhere, so yeah. there must be some sort of like magical influence on the body. Can you imagine if like the last series they got really, really fucking lazy, and someone was just like, someone's like, I'm dying now. Oh, my watch has fallen off, and then they just disappear. They're like, I gotta go back to my home planet. You're like, Poochie, they just float up. Billy goes off to another planet eventually. He gets old, because the actor leaves and they still hadn't written him out. (laughs) So they hire this old guy made out Billy got made old. (laughs) But yeah, no, I was like, I'm thinking like, so the watch falls on the ground, someone's like, got their dinner tray at lunch, and their custard spills on the floor, and they're treading it, they slip, and their hand lands in the watch, they're like, (gasps) I can feel the power. Oh god, it burns! <laughs> that should let Bulk be a Power Ranger. No, they fucking shouldn't. Have. Bulk was a cunt. I fucking hate he that was No, it's such a shit program. No, Bulk and Skull were no, like Bulk and Skull, dog shit. They just they <laughs> like they're Nothing. acting out. They want to be liked. That's yeah. all they want. They just want to be accepted. If they and want then to be liked, week, they should be such cunts. Them. It's like in the last episode. I want them both to die. In the Every last episode, episode of that I series. Want them to die. Bulk and Skull playing their music and they're not, they're not good or anything but at least they're trying and Kimberly just comes along and fucking laughs at them. Yeah. She just walks up a guy and goes <laughs> you know you're what? fucking kidding you know right? Because no. they're, they're almost adults. They are probably adults at that point in the series. Yeah. They need to realise it's not going to get easier. Yeah. She's probably the nicest person that's going to laugh in their face. She later admits that they're friends in one of the later episodes. She's like look even though we've been through all this stuff and you're jerks you're yeah, our friends. Yeah, but that's kind of like saying that kid with a license school, oh, he's still going to be mates, but you don't want to go anywhere near him. You don't yeah. want to touch him. You don't want to see well, him. Well, Skull ends up being super rich, so it's probably worth being <sighs> friends with him. Yeah, I, they still don't explain how, though. No, they did. He's, um, his family are rich anyway. Oh, like, right. That's like a thing that crops so up. So he fucking cares. Yeah. He's essentially just, just another one of the Tory party. Probably. Okay, so my second review this week is going to be... Something quite topical. I feel like right now it's it hot. It's hot to talk about. Yeah. Hot to talk about this property. And I feel yeah. like this is probably the best iteration of the property up until what's been released recently. Aliens. What? Versus. Oh. Predators. Oh. To Requiem. No. That's an old film. We don't care about that. Do you not want to review that? You can review it if you want, but I don't know why you talk about it because that film's shit. Hey, now. There's some redeeming factors to that film. Firstly... I want to talk about the characters and the casting. Do you know the main character that in that program? Do you know what he went on to do? I can't even remember. That film was bollocks. I forgot. Okay, everything so about. originally he started out in a little series called Sausage Factory with a very young uh, Adam Brody from the OC. Eventually, movie star. He was in Mr. and Mrs. Smith oh. as the package. He was in Yoga Hoses as their drummer. No? no. Okay. All right. Anyway, so uh, so this guy, this guy, he uh, he eventually went on to Sons of Anarchy, and then you know what he did after Sons of Anarchy? Uh, I don't know. 
he murdered his old lady <laughs> neighbour and then jumped out of a window to his death. Oh, fair enough. But before he did that, he did something slightly more suicidal, career-wise anyway, which was Alien vs. Predator 2, Requiem. Oh. So, the story of Alien vs. Predator 2 is there's a sleepy town up in, up in the hills. It was Pokemon the, the movie. Up in the woods. So what happened was the aliens have crash-landed. After Alien vs. Predator 1, the ship flew off. An alien burst out of the Predator on the ship and forced them to crash land to Earth. Yeah. Where they had a bunch of eggs and stuff, you know, just bits and pieces they collected, which have now been released into the mountains. <sighs> young man, no, not young man, an old man and his son are hunting. They get infected with fucking face huggers, don't they? They deserve it. Little boy gets infected with a face hugger. That shit is dark. Anyway, Sweet. so, uh, so they're the first aliens. Homeless people are being captured. They're living in the sewers, the aliens. They, you know, they're just fucking, they're breeding all over the joint. Predators come down. And they're like, we're gonna fuck you up. They start killing some of the aliens. Big old battle royale starts. The local townspeople find out about this. They've got a band together to, to survive. Sorry, i got gas because of that coffee. They've got a band together to survive. I bet I've got more gas than you. But in the end, <laughs> in the end, much like the first movie, whoever wins, we lose. Alien vs. Predator 2, Requiem. It's pretty dark. As in, it's a very dark movie. But also, pregnancy. There's a lady who's preggers. Alien comes along and goes, hey, you got some spare room in that caboose. Pops in a couple of alien eggs in her. She got some squiggly little bits coming out of her chest. They're like, ah, no, my baby. And they're like, we ate your baby. <laughs> or they're like, because they hiss, don't they? Yeah, but that film... <laughs> it's not actually that... This. Look, see, this is the problem. That film isn't actually that bad. It's kind of dog shit, but it's dog shit in a way like... You know how... You know how Alien vs. Predator 2 is already a bad concept? Yeah. It's already a really stupid idea. I mean, Alien vs. Predator was shit. Alien vs. Predator 1 was fucking dog shit. Yeah. But Alien vs. Predator 2, at least they were like, okay, so what can make this a little bit more entertaining? I know. Let's increase the body count to a massive amount. Men, women, kids, fucking everyone is on the list. Anyone can die. A fucking little kid has a chest burst to come out of him. It's great. He deserves it. There's like fucking kids getting shot everywhere. Some girl gets a fucking, one of the, you know, the glaives from Predator 2? Yeah. One of that shit, like she's running along and also she comes along and pins her to the wall and there's like ragdoll physics style body movement which is, it's amazing. But it is, it is a bad movie. It's a good, bad movie. Yes it is. Because as much as I hate to admit it, more of the budget behind this movie is on screen than in any of the fucking Zack Snyder DC films. Like, you've got some like Suicide Squad. 99% of Zack Snyder's films is computer generated or colour corrected. Exactly. Like the money's that, there. That doesn't cost that much <laughs> compared to making a set and creating something. <laughs> but anyway, so there's like sets everywhere. Like, they've got a hospital that's got like fucking decked out with the, the, um, the alien resin walls and everything. And it's all, it's like, it's dog shit, but it's enjoyable dog shit. Just, I think it's the kind of film where you do need to either be drunk or high or just stupid to enjoy. Yeah. And so if you combine all those three in a body just like mine, my perfect temple of a body where I'll get high, drunk and stupid all in one sitting. By stupid, I mean horny. By horny, I mean watching an alien movie. By stupid, you mean poorly educated. Whacka whacka, buddy. But poorly educated. (laughs) I know what 11 to 12 is. Anyway, so Alien vs. Predator 2 Requiem. It is... Dog shit. No. Oh. It is dog shit, but I kind of like it. I'm a bit, you know. It's like, it is a good, bad movie for me. It's not quite 
it's not quite the level of like budget to budget to screen and what you get and how crazy everything gets. It's nowhere near as like it's nowhere near as good as something like say I Frankenstein, which I fucking adore still. But you know, it's getting there. You have terrible taste. No, these are good bad movies. That's the problem. Everybody says I Frankenstein's a bad movie, but it is. all of the bad. money, all of the money's on screen. Every inch of that movie. That's they the are... problem. It can't be a good bad movie unless you think the director may have ran away with a case full of no, cash. No, it can be. It can be a good bad movie if you believe that every single piece of effort went into making a cohesive good movie and just somewhere along the line one of those bricks fell out and it, like Jenga, it toppled to the ground in a heaping pile oh, of mess. Jenga. I fucking love I, Frankenstein. I will defend that film. It is the campiest, cheesiest piece of crap but it is all there. Even Aaron Eckhart, the director of the film, like the producers and everyone, actually said, like, Aaron, you don't need to be in shape for this because you're playing Frankenstein's monster. He's not like some super cut, really good-looking dude. He's like, he's meant to be hideous. Like, you can have like a paunch, you can be like kind of big, you mm. don't need... What did Aaron Eckhart do? He went and got so fucking ripped. You won't believe he's... He's almost 50 in that movie and he is fucking hench and hot as shit. Hot the Frankenstein. He liked, he I know it. it doesn't need to be Hot Frankenstein. Like the romance, that like they could have had as hot as Peter. What's his face as Frankenstein? Which one? Um, who was it? Sarah Finnewitz. No, you're thinking Peter Boyle, aren't you? Yeah, Peter Boyle. That's yeah. Frankenstein. That's it. Yeah. Good, good Frankenstein. Reference. <laughs> ah, that's classic. That's a great film. That is easily the best Frankenstein film. No, like, it's not. Kenneth Branagh's. No. I actually like that film no. as well. That's an alright film. It's not a good film. Why do people not remember that being a good movie? Visually, that is a fucking treat, that movie. It's bollocks. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's fine. Visually, that is fucking great cinema. It's like it's like Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Francis Ford Coppola one. It's not a good movie, but Jesus oh, Christ. Bram Stoker's it Dracula is freaking hilarious. Yeah, it's terrible, but it looks fucking incredible. Take a shot every time Keanu Reeves does, like... <laughs> Anything in that. I film. will not go to Carfax Abbey. <laughs> is that your English? It's as good as Kevin Costner and fucking. Yeah. What was, what was he didn't bother trying to put Christian on Slater. Christian Slater. I'm gonna go to the market, you know Fucking nails on a chalkboard. No one board. tried to put it on an English accent. Yes, they did. Morgan Freeman trying yeah. to put on an Iranian. Israeli. He's supposed to be um, Ethiopian, isn't he? Or something no, like that. I he's not. He's, he's meant to be like a sheikh. Is he? Oh. Yeah. He's meant to be like... No one did an English accent in that film, apart uh, from Alan Rickman, which he's got no choice. Because he is British. Yeah. Not Mike McShane <laughs> didn't, like... No! Like, Who no. was the big fan guy? Was, Mike um, McShane. No, it wasn't Mike McShane. It was Mike McShane. Fire Tuck was Mike McShane. Oh, shit, yeah, it was. I kept thinking You're that thinking, it was... Yeah, you know, from... Whose lies it anyway? Yeah. I thought it was Caddy, the guy from, um, from Cannibal Run. Jackie Chan. No, Jackie Chan's partner. Though. It was Jackie Chan's partner. I think it was. No, it was Burt Reynolds' partner. What was his name? Good old Cannibal Run. Cannibal Run's a great. So film. Jackie Chan apparently only appeared in that film to get away from Chinese mafia. Really? <laughs> There's a scene in which Jackie Chan's playing uh, Pac-Man in a super future car. Yeah. And he's got a ruler. <laughs> he's playing Pac-Man on. No one seems to remember this. It's a ruler with no buttons. He's just going like this and playing Pac-Man. <laughs> It's the most dog shit thing I've ever seen. It's great. It's like how you know that in 1976 I had no idea how computers worked. It was 77, sorry. It's a classic film. Yeah. <laughs> it came out the same year as Grand Theft Auto. And it has better car crashes than a film about car crashes. Oh, what? The Ron Howard's Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. 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 
his, first, his directorial you debut. You could tell that he was in love with some of those cars and didn't want to crash them, which is really upsetting. <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> yeah. That was... That was a, <laughs> <laughs> like, just cut away of two Tonka trucks. Yeah. No, like, it, that's the sad thing about films from the 70s, that I think that, that they had to buy. Like, they didn't have organisations that were making these fake cars and making, like, stunt cars and things like that. They just had, like, oh, we're going to have to buy this 50 grand's worth of car. Like, Bullet. You know, like, Bullet, they are so fucking in love with the car in Bullet. Hmm. And they actually, that was when they started developing stunt cars and things like that for films. So in Bullet, they had, like, chassis where they were, like, pushing it down things and trying to, like, speed up footage and shit like that for Bullet. You're what talking about thing. Aliens vs. Predator. Aliens vs. Predator is <laughs> is a good bad movie. I wouldn't I wouldn't ever give it a Tom Atkins or anything like it wouldn't be a Julianne Moore. It wouldn't be any of that stuff. It is it is the blandest of bland because you're gonna either you're gonna either find it dog shit or you're gonna be like me and you're gonna like just fucking revel in how weird and stupid and expensive it is. Like that's what I mean. I won't. I I haven't seen a film that's got quite as much budget and and like the amount of shit they could have done. With this science, if someone said to me, I'm going to make an Alien vs. Predator film, it's going to be based in a town in the Rocky Mountains, do you want to make it? I'll be like, I'm just going to make an Alien film and just throw Predators in at the end. Is that right? And I was like, yeah, fuck it, we don't care. We clearly we don't, because we've just given you all this money to make this fucking Alien vs. Predator movie. And they would just make it so it would be townspeople just trying to, like, like a zombie apocalypse film, but instead, people get fucking dragged off to go and turn into fucking incubators and shit, no. and then have the end of it all they, be about, like, they didn't need the town at the end or something. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's essentially the, the same ending as Resident Evil 3 or 4, whichever the one is, where she gets speared by the helicopter blade, and then she turns out she's got clones. Uh, it's almost the exact same ending as that. But, um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I would have... I would have just made it, like, a zombie film, but with aliens in a town, and they have just... It's people trying to survive, like, M16s in a town against aliens. That'd be fucking incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah. be a great little movie. And then, yeah, as I said, just have Predators, and the Predators just literally, they just go, well... I would have had all the gun nut guys try to defend them. They get slaughtered first. Oh yeah, like there has to be. The problem with this as well is they didn't have technology to. I'd have them shooting the guns in the air in celebration of killing oh, one no. alien, and then the next alien comes down. They pull the trigger, and there's no bullets left. It's it's <laughs> one of those cities. It's one of those towns where they've got like the concrete structures underneath. You know, like the old like reservoir running bits, yeah. and they've also got like the old factory factory um, areas and also like they've got the fucking the big hydro pumps and shit like that you would have a scene you'd have to have a scene in which aliens are coming down the corridor and you've got people mapping off and they've like got like point A point A's still clear point A's still clear and then point B's down point A's coming in and you've just got these tense moments instead of having the you know the smart guns they had in aliens yeah. you'd have people on walkies like trying to fucking hold off aliens and be like I'm down oh shit C's down as well how the fuck have they got to see it's like the air vents and they'd be like just this panic and it'd be great and you could have it all well lit and it'd be lit by those horrible dim tubes so you get that really scummy horrible look so they'd have like a little bit of like fucking you know like a green mould growing on them so you'd have that blinky oh just be ebby for not the shots you could get in that sort of environment and the fucking plot you could put in there because you wouldn't need to have some fucking teenage romance you wouldn't need to have some family drama you would just have people that you meet through the day doing regular shit just if you like them you like them if you don't they're going to be fucking mulched by the end of this Sweet. and then just have it like this fucking tense final moments as they're pushing back against this fucking of course make it a PG-13 so no, it. 18 all the way uh, and you'd have fucking acid shots you would have shit like people fucking trying to like hold off like fi- oh you could have so many fucking great final moment shots like you could have hero shots you know like the, the fucking the spectacular shit you get sometimes where you've got like just ridiculous shit. Like have someone with an alien and they've just spat out their tongue thing and they've got their fucking hand and they're pushing up the chin and they're just like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And they're like, oh, no, no. And they're still getting killed. It'd be great. Well, like Spunk Mayor did. What? Well, like Spunk Mayor did. 
Which and was the alien enough. tries to get through the door in Aliens. And he yeah, he's got the shotgun, shotgun. He puts his boot up against it. Ah! Yeah, it didn't make any sense for it to splash back like that, though, did it, with a shotgun? I don't know. Shotguns kind of splatter everywhere. Yeah, man. I know, but like it's still an outward force, especially when you've got it sprayed. Like It would go up, and then it would go back, but it wouldn't go like, mm-hmm. oh, no! Depends if it ricochets around the inside of the alien yeah. skull first. It depends also how thick the uh, well, what the sort of what the insides are like because if it's thicker or if it's more reflective, like if it's thicker at the back. Well, aliens are both simultaneously the toughest thing in the world and made the of paper yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I wish I made Alien vs Predator too. I can't give it a good rating. I give it like a Mel Gibson. It's like yeah. it's going to be good or fucking dog shit. And when it's good, it'd be like great. When it's bad, it's going to be dog shit. Your review. Um. Right. I need something else to review. Shit. Okay, I'm going to review uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia Season 12. Whoop, whoop. It's really good again. They keep doing really good episodes. Last season was really good and the season before that was really good. Every series of Always Sunny in Philadelphia is great. Like They, they keep making great shows, don't they? Um, the series, no reliance on the waitress. She only turns up in one episode. Poor lass. She turns um, in one episode and there's... Um... It's a surprising, really, really surprising way of bringing her in. Mm. But they're like, um, it's like this series is like doing the same thing the last series did, but it feels like they're setting up stuff for the next series, which I guarantee will get trashed to one side at the start of the next it's series. Been put on hiatus. Look for a while. Nah, it'll be bad. It's got it's been put on hiatus for a year. Nah, not allowed. Bring it back. No, they are. They've been no. put on hiatus for a year because Glenn Howerton doesn't know if he's coming back yet. Oh. Yep. That's why he left, though. He walked off to have his bait to be a parent. Well, he walked off. They decided to do that for real, just in case he didn't come back for the next series. Yeah. So that was all planned. He'll come back. Maybe. But, um, yeah, it's a really good series. It's like they still just, like, even if they're recycling storylines and stuff, they still do it in unique ways. Like, they mm-hmm. just recycle premises quite often in the show. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, the gang have a day out or the, the gang get angry at a lawyer or something yeah. like that. Like, that seems to be a common thing. Like, like, you know, gang have a day out, the gang get angry at some sort of establishment scene they shouldn't be involved in, the gang in a restaurant. There's like this repeating storylines and stuff like that. But um Yeah, the a holiday special this year was the Valentine's Day yeah. episode. When they're just like trying to work the bar and Guys, I just want you to work the goddamn bar. What is the angle? I mean, well, we, well, we're working the bar to make money. <laughs> we have a business that's failing and we are not acting like it's failing. <laughs> but um yeah, it's consistently probably one of the most consistently funny shows on TV. Oh, yeah. Like it just never fails. It's like it's always been solid every season and all that. And you know, mm. more Charlie Mac D Dennis. They didn't do any Charlie Char- Mac Charlie D Dennis game this year. No, you know no. Last year it opened with it, didn't it? Yeah, but they um they did bring back the what was it? Was something they brought back? Was it the Valentine's Day box? That was in an episode before, wasn't it? No, this is the oh, first yeah. time they did it. Did it? Yeah. But um, I like, I like that um, it's it's a sitcom that has the Ross and Rachel aspect to it, but it's so yeah, embedded. Yeah, Dennis will get back to get, get together. Yeah, but it's so embedded in hate mm. and vitriol that you forget it's happening. Mm. Like Charlie and Dee have had sex. Yeah, they've constantly been successful as a pairing. They truly benefit each other, like when they are together. Yeah, and they. They are clearly in love with each other. They gave each other a valentine. They gave each other a valentine. Yeah. But they are so fucking messed up that they won't ever just do it. They'll always be at each other's... He's just, like, incredibly shrill. Just yeah. Very yeah, shrill. Like a bird. Like a bird, yeah. <laughs> and what was your favourite episode of the series? Because I've already spoken to you about mine. 
I, don't, I love that lawyer, the episode where they're trying to find out who's the owner of the scratch card. Yep. Um, that's, that is my favourite episode this season. The water park episode, friggin'. The water park episode is incredible. Yeah. But I have to, I have to give it to the, f- Mac finally came out. Yeah, that was the lawyer, that was the lawyer yeah, episode. Lawyer yeah. episode. It came out in the most disgusting way. Yeah. <laughs> so, am I going to bring the exercise bike in? Go on, bring the exercise bike. I'm going to bring the exercise bike in. And I thought, I thought it was going to be something like, I thought it was just going to be something really, really stupid and really, cr- like, weird. And then he was like, oh, what's wrong with this piece of exercise equipment? One pump on the thing and this fucking massive 15-inch dildo pops uh, out. It was a fist. It was a fist. It was I'm a sorry. 15-inch fist. fist pops yeah. out. And Max just like, no, you see what it does? It punches you up every time you get tired. You go, oh, no. <laughs> I've seen you using this, bro. Oh, you see me working out down in the basement. What are you doing watching me work out? Because that's not working out what you do down there. <laughs> Well, they, um, they finally got Mac and Dennis's apartment back at the end of the series. Yes. Yeah. About time. That burnt down like three seasons ago. It did, yeah. Dak Shepard failed to build that back up. Yeah. That was a great was. episode, the one with Dak Shepard. Where he's like, he's like, oh, when are you going to kill yourself? I'm going to do this for you, Master, because I know that you really want me to. Thank you for choosing me for this mission. I'm not going to fail you. Just cover <laughs> himself with Petra. And then at the end, he's on the turtle yeah. flying through space. They killed um, Thingy off, didn't they? Who? Um, Bastet. Um... <laughs> What's her name? Dennis's wife. Because you remember he got married to... Oh, yeah, What's the cat face? lady. Yeah. yeah. That was a good remember. episode as well, actually. Yeah, the whole making a murder Making a murder episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it's still it's still a great show. It is fantastic. Uh, um, I want another series now, please. Well, yeah, there's going to be season 13. I don't think... I think they're renewed for season 13, 14, and then that's it, I think. I don't yeah. think they're going to do any more. Oh, freaking Danny DeVito's still, like, chucking around, having fun in that show. Oh, yeah, he loves it, doesn't yeah. he? I didn't think that he was going to last that long because, like, when you watch him in he's the... He's only in season two, wasn't he? Yeah, season yeah. two. When you see him in season two, he's like, he doesn't always have the timing right. Yeah. And then season three and four, his wife dies and stuff like that. And, like, he goes through a bit of, a, like, a weird, rocky transitional period. And then it's sort of like, he gets his legs and he's just like, yeah, I'm in it. I'm so 100% disgusting. in it. disgusting. That's what he yeah. basically is. He just loves to be disgusting and hideous. Yeah. My, my favourite thing in that whole show is when he's hiding inside the sofa. Yeah. At the he crawls out completely <laughs> naked. <laughs> fucking horrendous. <laughs> oh. This is amazing. Anyway. McPoyle's the, uh, one of my favourite episodes of the whole Oh yeah, thing. there's no Boyle McPoyle There is a series. couple of Boyle McPoyle moments. It wasn't in this episode. There was no McPoyles in the whole series. I thought there were McPoyles. In series 12. No. They didn't turn up once. Yes, they did. Oh no, the wedding no. episode was last season. Yeah. Yeah, there's no McPoyles. Squash on the beef was last season, sorry, and then before that was... Ah, yeah. How crazy. weird. They bring um, What's-Her-Face's brother in, because he's on the Making a Murder episode, where he's talking about how, you know, she turned into a cat lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah started doing all this weird cat shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to call my dealer. Your dealer's your son? It's like, don't judge me, man. <laughs> Yeah, I like the um the episode with crickets. Like, the, it's just about cricket trying yeah. to reform his life. And I was a little bit disappointed. All the Disney references through that. <laughs> I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't like they didn't end it so that he he was just like, oh, I'm on a high, and then it cut to him doing meth again, hmm. and then completely breaking down, and then like you realise that other stuff is happening in other episodes. So you sort of see background points that you didn't yeah. see in his story. That like I'd like that sort of that continuing thread because Cricket didn't really get enough playtime this series. Yeah, you just sort of you see him crop up a couple of times yeah. and then it's like but and each then time... you find out what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. But um I really like the series as well. Yeah. I agree. It's very, very good. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Right, you review something because we've been almost an hour and we've done hardly anything. 
Oh, we've done two each. All right, yeah. so I've got to review someone else. Uh, I'm going to review Outlast 2 for the Xbox One. Oh, you know. Yeah. Didn't you review that last time? No, I reviewed Outlast 1 and oh, Outlast right. Whistleblower. All oh, right. So Outlast 2, uh, ooh, well, it's, it's, um, I was really hopeful that I was going to yeah. enjoy it a lot. I don't, it's not bad by any, by any stretch. It's actually quite good. Um, but there are issues with story devices, plot developments, um, the way that it's set out and pacing. Yeah. Um, but I kind of love it still. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Oh, hello, Walter Lover, who subscribes. Hey, Walter Followed. Lover. How are you doing? Mwah. So, we don't see the chat too much because... Uh, we turn it off because we get distracted by your sexiness. Yeah, we're distracted now. T- turn it off again. Keep him entertained, Moons. Cheers. Oh, he's, he's a, that's, or he or she is a sexy one. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, Outlast 2. It's, um, it's a story of a cameraman and his girlfriend who are adventuring out into, the, into, again, like a big foresty area in America to go and explore a cult. There's been linked to some suspicious going ons. Oh yeah, Outlast Two. That's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Outlast Two. <laughs> um, and the guy. Well, there's a really nice setup in the beginning where the helicopter crashes. You wake up, you find all your shit, and you basically just you have to go around trying to find out what's happened to your partner. She's also the part of the team, and you record record events, and you sort of you find out. And there's some interconnecting between your upbringing in a Catholic school. There's some hints towards stuff going on. Um, a little bit more fantastical than Outlast and Outlast Whistleblower, which is weird to say considering the ending of those games and what happens during the campaign. But in this, there's a lot of like weird tenderly monsters in the dark and there's like more ghostly shit mm, going on. I thought they were always quite like just, you know, scary Run away from and this. stuff. Yeah, those were. There was some like, like I said, um, if anyone hasn't played Outlast or Outlast Whistleblower, I'm going to spoil this a little bit. So cut to 30 seconds from now if you don't want to hear that. Um, spoilers now. Um, Outlast and Outlast Whistleblower Ghosts It was mostly ghosts at the end So the idea was Bring back ghosts And they like Destroyed people's bodies When you brought them back And they possessed people Which is why everyone Was all like Indestructible monster man Trying to find you And shit And the eyes glowed In this one They don't really um, It's it's linked to There are two factions Of people Within this cult Community Yeah They're heretics And believers And the two of them Are like kind of at war But kind of also Working towards the same thing so they're trying to bring about an apocalypse or, or or prevent an apocalypse, sorry, by stopping the birth of the demon seed, which is turns out is in your girlfriend. No, demon seed's the computer that runs that house, and then it, and it tries it to have a baby with it does have a baby lady with in the house. It does have a baby with her. Yeah, it makes a little weird, creepy yeah. monster thing. thing. Rosemary's baby with computers. Yeah. But anyway, basically. so um, Outlast 2, graphic-wise, it looks great. Right. Um, Mechanic-wise, there are issues. If you've ever played one of the stealth ups from like when they were really popular, like the early 2000s through to mid 2000s, yeah, maybe 2010, um, things like Splinter Cell and Second Sight and Metal Gear Solid, like all those games had some really, really good mechanics, really strong mechanics. But they also had those glaring faults you could take advantage of so easily, like the the splits move in Splinter Cell One, yeah. where like you could be running away from someone, shoot out the lights, and then just go jump up and be like, I'm doing the splits. Yeah. They're just sitting up there hiding. Or like in... That was um, his main move. Chaos Fury, where you could go in a box. Just go sit in a box like that. Like, if you enter the crouch mode, and then you go and you... I'm in a box. And people just walk past you like, no, no one in that box. Don't worry about that guy. Or Metal Gear Solid, where... Well, actually, Metal Gear Solid, to be honest, Metal Gear Solid, out of all the stealth mobs, Metal Gear Solid probably had the most imaginative use of stuff. No, Metal Gear Solid's like just a really clever rule set that yeah. works well with each other. It's yeah. not properly a... 
it's a stealthy thing, but it's not like strict stealth. It's yeah, it's it like, gives you leeway. What I like is it's got that very um, that very Japanese like oh how can we break the game before mm. they break the game like mm. the boxes mm. where there's that section in the wolf's pit yeah they can where smell you can find them, the nest yeah. and if you plant down in a box yeah that dog the baby wolves will piss yeah. on you. And then you can just sneak through an issue, but if you don't, then you have to go through this fucking intense like shooting section where you're shooting dogs. And oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, but um, with this, it feels like it's just like one of those. Okay, I'm running now. I'm running now. I'm around a corner. Duck down real quick and hide in the grass. But then there are enemies that just seem to be able to find you regardless of what you do. You just need to mm-hmm. run. Apparently they're tweaking the difficulty on it because yeah, um, they change stuff. They were worried about not making it hard enough, and loads of people are complaining about it. it's too difficult for them. Yeah. So they're sort of tweaking stuff. There are a couple of enemies that just... There's like this woman with this big old axe thing. Yeah. And whenever I meet her, it's not like it's a challenge. It's just frustrating. Because she has variable speeds, but you don't. Yeah. You basically take one hit and then all of a sudden your your speed's dampened by a lot. So you take one hit and you're essentially dead. So there's no point in having two hit system. But at the same time, she's able to just speed up and slow down willy-nilly and match your speed or even exceed it in some sections without any real cause... Yeah, any reason to be able to do that? She's just been working out. No. Maybe, maybe. But um, other, like it is still, it's still Outlast. What's nice is they use the camera mechanic a bit more. Yeah. So you can flick on night vision on and off, like in the other one. But also there are sections where you'll see a bit of paper and you'll read it, and you'll have the camera taking a picture of it. Yeah. Like you're taking evidence. There's also these recording bits that you can catch. So there's little moments where you can film what you're watching. You ditch the camera in and these games. It, it's a gimmick, isn't it? Well, it's just the night vision thing, isn't it? It's yeah. the most natural way they can introduce night vision because there are going to be sections where it's completely dark and you can't really see just anything. embrace the darkness, man. Like Mike Patton. Yeah. And Darkness 1. Mm. And Darkness 2 by Starbreeze Studios. Just have someone just switch the light on. Darkness 2 is a really underrated game. Yeah, I like when the game starts off with a woman getting her face fucking... Crushed by Annihilated a car. Annihilated by a car. And then a car's tyres <laughs> spinning like, on that's, it. Fuck, that's, that's the first few minutes of this game. I like the fact that they went from hyper-realistic attempts to completely cel-shaded nuts. Yeah. And they had the Angelus. They had, they brought in the Angelus. Like, the second one's mental. Yeah. The first yeah. one's fine. The first one's a really graphically impressive, impressive first game. first one's like that. someone trying to take a comic book seriously. The second one's someone embracing the yeah. sillier aspects. Oh, some, of the, some of the stuff in the second one is great. Anyway, but that's besides the point. I'm talking about Outlast 2. Outlast 2, it's a great game. You can pick it up for £25 with the other two Outlast games, which is a fucking bargain, because that's a lot of story. Yeah. First Outlast is like 12 hours, Whistleblower's 8, and then you've got this, which is about 20. And 20 hours of stressful stealth may not be for everyone, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think that my problem is that I, more and more since Breath of the Wild, I'm playing games and finding little ways to break it. And in Breath of the Wild, it's like plasticine. You can't really break it. You can just sort of pull it apart. and then Breath of the Wild encourages you to mess yeah. around with stuff. You just like pull it apart and then you put it back together. With this, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got some mechanics. But oh, oh, I broke it. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, I've broken it again. <laughs> but um, other than that, like, it's a good game. I'm enjoying it. Sweet. I'm going to give it... Uh, I'm going to give it... Uh, Zachary Levy. Oh, what? Zachary Levy? Which one's Zachary Levy? The guy from... The guy from uh See you've you've said his name and you don't know what he oh, is. Oh shit, I can't remember the, the program where he's the spy with the glasses. He puts on he he can zap, he can see stuff, he's he's a special agent, secret agent, it's got Oh shit, like so I know re- Zachary Quinto. No, like everyone loved it. He was also and he Zachary was Zachary Ty Bryan. No, he was home Tangled. He played Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the main... And he's also in four two. Is he? Yeah, he took over as the Errol Flynn style 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah everyone always forgets that they replaced yeah. that one, didn't what they? What was the fucking show that he did? I don't know. He did a TV program. It was really popular. It was where he did the flashing thing and he could do martial arts and shit. It was, uh, it was massive. It had uh, Chevy Chase in like the second to was last season. Jason 2.0. No, that was, you're thinking Jake 2.0 where Jake he didn't 2.0. have a button. <laughs> there was a guy with no belly button. Oh, All yeah. of the marketing to that was him with his top up because he had no belly button. This is intriguing. Why hasn't that guy series. got a belly button? One series or two series. And then I'm like, you know, there's a possibility that everyone in like 80 odd people don't have a belly button. Shit, it's not actually that uncommon. That, what was that fucking program? It's going to really irritate me. Oh, that's a shame. No, because you know what it is. You start your thing now. Yeah, you review your fucking thing. Okay, I'm going to talk about Power Rangers again. <laughs> um, this time I'm going to talk about the new mobile phone free-to-play Go game. Power Rangers. The mobile phone free-to-play game, Power Rangers Legacy Wars. Okay, you done? Chuck. Chuck, no one cares about that shit. I fucking love Chuck. Yeah. It's a great series. Chuck he was up. also in Alvin and the Chipmunks, the, sh- the squeakful. Oh, that's the shit one no one and likes. And in the Broadway revival of She Loves Me, oh. opposite Laura Bonetti. Okay, we got. Okay, we know who he is now. And he also did Tangled Ever After. Oh, that's okay. G- wicked. Anyway. Did you know that he was born in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and was the son of Susan and Daryl? What? That's a note. Pew. Pew. It's past Pew. He is of Welsh ancestry. Oh. Hence the Pew. When, when <laughs> that's more accurate for Welsh anyway. When Levy was a child, his family moved across several states before finally finding, uh, fi- finally heading back to their home in Ventura, California. We attended Buna High School for years. Awesome. Anyway, you done? You like Super Mario Bros? Put that phone down. He's in Relevant magazine in two thousand two. Oh. He was relevant in two thousand two. Oh. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. Anyway, Power Rangers Legacy Wars. Yeah. It's a mobile phone game. It's another one of them mobile phone free to play games where they've like they've gone, hey, we've got a cool concept for a game. Yep. And then they've turned it into a free to play fest. Wait, what's the concept first? Pitch it to me. Well, imagine like I'm imagining a beat 'em up game, right? Where it plays Zachary Levy and Chuck. Marvel versus Capcom ish okay. in its style, right? Okay. Where you can make a team of any Power Rangers from any series. Okay, you're blowing my mind. Put them all together. Like right now, I have, Man. I have what's her face, Catherine from Power Rangers Zio. Iron Man. I've got like Rocky the Rocky. Yellow Ranger from Samurai of Megaforce. Doctor Doom. With a shotgun. Zed. No, Lord Zed's in it. Yeah, you can be Lord Zed. Can you? Yeah, you can be Lord Zed. Oh, that means you can be Doctor Doom. Yeah. But anyway, it's like a really cool idea, like a fighting game. It's online, so you play against other people and it's all, you know, it's, t- it's timing based. There's like a timer thing and every move takes up a certain amount of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing that pulls it apart is that it's a free-to-play game. Um, so whenever you win a fight, you get a chest to open. That's, okay. You get shards to boost up your characters. And then you go, penis! And the more shards you have, that's how you can boost up your characters different levels. Vagina! Like, like um, DC Legends, exactly the same system. Oh, I hate that game. So you need like certain amount, you can boost up your character's strength and make them stronger and all this sort of stuff. Um, the thing is, you can only have four of those crates, and you have to wait anywhere. Well, it pretty much seems to be between two and thirty odd hours for them to unlock. Yeah, um, I've two had and thirty-one hours. Well, I've, two hours or like a load. I mean, I've had like, <laughs> I've had like the second from the top box, and it took ten hours to open, which is Holy silly. Shit. 
Um, you can only open one at a time. So you've got to sit there and wait for these things to go down or pay to unlock them earlier with Just the pay. real currency. Um, meanwhile, the bullshit currency keeps running out because you get enough shards to blooming level up your characters all the time. Oh, fucking shards. Yeah. But um, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, once you've played once you've played four games and you've you, obviously you've got crates sitting there timing down to wait until they open, um, so you, you don't get any more of those crates then. Yeah. And then after you've like beaten up enough, you, like, the amount of damage you do to an opponent, you unlock a bonus crate once you've done a certain amount of damage. So once you've done those two things, which takes probably about 15 minutes, yeah. um, you've got nothing else you can really do until these crates blooming unlock. You can just keep playing, I guess, and building your rank up if you feel like it. Yeah. Um, all the rank really seems to determine is which characters are in the mix to be unlocked by the crates. Um, when you go up a rank... You yeah. get more characters to choose from. And there is a system to boost up weapon powers and stuff like that you get when you get into rank 3. But it's just one of these things where like the core idea of having a making a team of Power Rangers out of any Power Rangers from different shows you want is quite cool. But yeah. the game is is just it's just well typical free play. There's no alternate modes. You can only literally do the fight against other people. Um, the connection seems to be a bit iffy. I've had quite a few where the opponent just like stands still. Yeah, because the connections obviously died, and it's just like, you know, lets you fight against nothing. The AI it doesn't have like AI takeover or anything like that. It just they just has them stand there while you pummel the shit out of them. Um, but it is cool. I mean, it's obviously been made primarily to push the um, Power Rangers movie. Yeah, because and also I think they're doing yeah. a new series. They do a new series every year. The new the current series is um, Super Mega Force was the last oh. one. The next series is Ninja something. I um, think they're actually making a new American series. But they are, that's, that's what the next one is. Ninja something. There's another ninja thing. Of, no, I, think like, I mean, like, uh, they're doing it from the ground up. No, they're all Japanese. It's based... The new ninja series, the new one starting is based on no, Sentai's sorry. last series from last year. What I'm saying is, I think that they're making a solely American version of Power Rangers that they're doing completely in America. No, they're not. The next Power Rangers series is oh. based on last year's Super Sentai. They're still going to do that. They're going to milk that as much as they can. I know, but I thought that they were going... Ugh, I'm not, yeah. not going to keep repeating myself. You know better than not, me when it comes not. to Power I know Rangers. my Power Rangers. I know you do. Putties. Yeah. Golems. Golems. Yeah. But, um, Golems. Yeah, it's like... It could have been so much cool. I'd, if, if they did a Marvel vs. Capcom style fighting game like that, that'd be awesome. Are they doing a new Marvel vs. Capcom game? Yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinity. No one cares. Infinity. No X-Men in it, apparently. E- what? Yeah, apparently no X-Men. Oh, dog shit. Yeah. How many Cyclops? The ultimate team-up is Marvel Cyclops. are doing their best right now to kill X-Men off as much as they can, aren't the they? The ultimate team-up is Cyclops, Captain America, and Spider-Man. Yeah. That was always... That was all... If you want, you can exchange Captain America for Wolverine, but I wouldn't recommend it because there's too much X-Men. Yeah. Considering that Spider-Man was once an X-Men. Because <laughs> they thought he might be a mutant. Yeah, they thought he was for a bit. Mm. It's nonsense. But no, they a thought he was bit. a mutant because even though he's been by a spider, his cells took on the spider yeah. mutation better than a human's would normally. And then it turned out to be something to do with totems and ancient yeah. animal spirits. <laughs> yeah. We forgot about that, though. Of course we did. As Marvel did. <laughs> I love Spider-Man. Yeah, he's probably Marvel's favourite character to fuck with and then... You know, regret it and rewrite it. I really liked Ultimate Spider-Man. A lot of people didn't like that series. No, Ultimate Spider-Man's Spider- alright, yeah. It's incredible. I yeah. loved it. It's a run. Like, it was brave enough to kill a 15-year-old. Yay. He deserved it. No, he didn't. He died saving people. Yeah, Miles Morales is more fun anyway. Miles Morales wasn't more fun. Miles Morales was just a better realised character. His background yeah. was a lot better. Now like, he's one of how many Spider-Mans? Five. They Spider did a, Gwen, you got Spider Man, yeah. you got Peter Parker. They did that whole story arc where there was like Spider Man's from all different dimensions coming yeah. together, didn't they? 
Yeah. Oh, they also did uh, Spider Island, where Peter became um, well his his spider genes mixed in with someone else's. It was like a mutant, and Close. then it caused a virus that caused everyone to start becoming like spider monsters. It's pretty cool. Oh dear. Yeah, anyway. and, uh, Iron Fist had a really good, really good little comic going on in the background. Yeah. Anyway, Captain Power America Rangers Legacy Spider-Man. War. Like four arms. That's okay. Power Rangers Legacy War. Only Wars. one shield though. Really not as effective when you got these massive not, spider arms. It's like nothing that. to do with Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers go, Legacy Rangers. Wars. It, it's a fun concept that's been messed up by free to play. So, you know, don't bother. Don't bother. I mean, I'll still play it a bit because you can unlock Elizabeth Banks' Rita Repulsa. Repulsa. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't unlocked her yet and I want Rita Repulsa. We're both so tired today. Mm. That's how you pronounce her name. It's Rita Repulsa. No, it's not. It's Rita Repulsa. No, it's Rita Repulsa. Anyway, you review something, your last thing. Get on My with. last thing this week is going to be the big so one. Trying to rush through these. Cause it's going to be, uh, be it's long. gone on quite a while. It's going to be the big one. It's a big one. It's the film of the year. Yeah. Everyone's been looking forward to it. It's international. Everyone's going to see it. I feel like it's going to be a real, real humdinger. It's going to beat out Fast and the Furious, I think. Is it the boss baby? Nope. Oh. It is Mindhorn, starring Julian Barrett. Oh. I went to go see Mindhorn. I, I went to... It's on the US Netflix. Already? Yeah, they've just released it straight onto Netflix in the US. We've got to go pay for it in the cinema, which is Fuck racist. Fuck! Fuck. I don't care. I actually racism, really enjoyed it. it. I really enjoyed seeing it in the cinema. Yeah. So I went to a picture house cinema in London. Fantastic cinemas. They've got a nice cafe on the bottom. You go up and you've got the screens and stuff. Um, nice. Bit of a maze. Back. Is it a fudge chocolate brownie cinema? You know, as in doesn't sell popcorn, sells chocolate brownies instead. No, they've got like a... Yeah. It's actually really cool. When you go up the stairs, so you've got a cafe where you can all like a hot drink and stuff and take it up with you. Yeah. But as you go up the stairs, they've got like a flat wall of all the pick and mix stuff. Nice. But you know, like normal pick and mix is these grubby shitty little things where like kids have obviously had their hands all over it. And yeah, stuff yeah. Like. You get that pick and mix halfway through the film. And it's like, yeah. that's sticky. Why is yeah. that sticky? So they've got three yeah. cups. You pick your size and then you go and they've got the ingredients on like a little business card style slide in. Yeah. So they've got all the ingredients, they tell you exactly what's in there, and they've got like a little thing, you just open it, and they come out, and you just put them in, there's no need to touch anything other than the fucking the shelf itself, and like, it's all really well done. Nice. But Pitch House Cinemas, fantastic screens, they do sofas, we got a sofa, me and Tara went to go see it in the cinema together, um, and she booked tickets, um, just saying like, oh, do you want to go see a film on Saturday, I didn't know it was going to be this, hmm. because I was, I the advertising for this doesn't do it justice. No, I haven't seen I haven't seen a trailer or anything, but there was yeah. posters for it everywhere when I was in yeah. London the other day. But the advertising just doesn't do it justice. It's such a, a it seems like such a generic idea, but but we'll go for it anyway. So, um, Mindhorn is um, it's about an out of work act actor who um, who who is drawn into a murder plot oh. after uh, after the the murderer in question has picked up the phone and gone, "I'll only talk to Mindhorn," and obviously Mindhorn is a is a is not a real character. Hmm. So so they get the actor to come in. He's out. He's been out of work for years. He he basically just blasted the whole of the production he was in, ripped everyone to shit, so no one wants to work with him anymore. And he, he only had three seasons in the 80s, but it's like this weird, massive, popular little thing from yeah. the Isle of Man. And so he goes, I'm never going back to the Isle of Man. He's in an audition for like an apartheid war, war criminal fucking dictator, and he doesn't realise that every other person in the audition's black. He's trying to get this Kevin and Kenneth Branagh part, and there's a really nice little Kenneth Branagh cameo where he's just like, who the fuck was that? It's like, oh, yeah, you remember that time we were in that hotel room? We went a bit crazy. The old Charlie was flowing, if you know what I mean. And Kenneth Branagh's like, fuck, that was. But just get him out. Just get him out. And it's like, it's really nice. But um, but the whole film, it's it's built around this premise. So he goes back to the island. He goes in his old Minehorn costume. And he, like, obviously thinks he's cock of the wall, but he's actually just shit. Yeah. And everybody kind of... And nobody, nobody has, like, this... 
nobody's going like, oh, he's so cool. He's no, everybody's like, this guy's a cunt. He's an absolutely mm. dog shit. Um, and it's, it's really nice. It all builds up. It, it's just so well written and so well directed and acted. Like, it's not any of the Mighty Boosh stuff. So it's not these obscure scenes. I think there's one towards the end where they've got like so a weird. Scrimping. No, there's no crimping. Oh, crimping, yeah. The, at the end, there's... I don't mean to get so aggressive when you get it wrong. Then. I watched The Mighty Boosh for ages or the live show and everything. I love that fucking series. But, um, yeah, the series a, one's the only good series. So there's a scene at the mm-hmm. end where he has to... He's dodging bullets by doing capoeira. All right. And it has like this weird... Do you know like this... You know the Six Million Dollar Man? Where yeah. They used to have the, the scenes where they'd use computer graphics and it would be just a shot of him as he travelled down but they would have another him behind yeah, him. Yeah. So it'd be like... And it's like that... But in moving in real time, like this weird, and he's still talking, but he's talking at normal speed. So he comes up like, no, it's like, feel the capoeira. <laughs> it's just ridiculously stupid. It's the only segment that feels like anything that Julian Barrett ever did with Noel yeah. Fielding. Um, but the whole film is just fantastic. Just really fucking loved it. There's there's stupid childish shit in there, and then there's funny shit that comes in. Like, and I just I spent the whole thing laughing. I didn't expect to. I really didn't. Like I was. I was in the frame of mind that it was going to be like a very low-key British-style comedy. Yeah. But it, it is exactly that. But then it starts getting bigger and bigger and they're like, they're clearly aware that they're in Britain, that not everything's so fantastical. There's like, there's one gunfight, but it's the funniest, like, stupidest gunfight ever. It's like, one person goes like, goes, it's not real, it's a prop. And he fires it in the air and they're like, he's got a gun, shoot him! Like that. <laughs> it's this really weird, like, ah, oh, just, I fucking, I can't, I can't praise it enough because... It was just such a treat to see. I didn't expect it to be anything like it was. I have no idea what the film's like because the posters and everything make it look like one of those sort of uh, it's a 1970s Garth Marenghi type. Yeah, thing. that's that's what they make it look like, but it's yeah. not. It's almost like again, it's like it's like the Anzis and Zari thing. It's like a cartoon character, but yeah. it's not even a cartoon character. It's like a cartoon character that was brought to the real world 30 years ago. It's kind of like um, I don't know if you ever saw it, that Adam West one, Ty Lookwell. Where he's like, you know, yeah. the former TV writer and he thinks he can solve it's, crimes and it's stuff. It's a bit like that. It's a bit like Bean the movie in some ways. Which one? The first one. Yeah. It's a bit <laughs> like, um, I'm trying, cause they've done this premise before. They've done this premise so many times. It's like, it's almost like, um, what was the Dick Tracy thing where they had like the guy, they had like a guy who was just like a was shitty. Was it Dick Tracy? No, it wasn't Dick Tracy <laughs> the movie. There was like one where like there was a guy who was an actor and they brought him in to do something similar. But yeah, it just, it plays out so many cliches, but then it fucks around with a cliche. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so, it's so knowingly aware of what it is. But the biggest surprise for me and the biggest laugh I got through the whole film was at the end, the credits are rolling. Guess who produced it? You. No, no. Just take a guess at someone Uh, that you would never expect to produce a British comedy, which is made for about, I'd say about three mil. Probably Brad Pitt. No. Because Brad Pitt produces all sorts of shit. He does, but no, it's not that. Who? Lenny Ridley Henry. Scott. Ridley Scott. <laughs> Ridley Scott. Fair enough. Produced, me and Tara was in there and the credits were on. We sat behind because they, like they had like a special, they play the music yeah. video he made for the Do film. Do you think this is a film he's using to make back the money they lose on Alien Covenant Probably. just in case? But no, it just popped up. It just popped up. It just went, produced by Ridley Scott. Which, what? It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Has Ridley Scott ever made a, I don't think Ridley Scott's ever made a comedy, no. has he? But like the props and shit, it's just like there's a bag of talcum powder at one point. That's a prop. There's like an old videotape with masking tape, but that's mm. a prop. There's like, oh, just, there's, there's a great scene in which like 
loads of parts of it you think oh this is this is fine this is like this is the end of the movie and then he's gonna go back to like go and relive his glory and stuff or like oh he's mm. just about to get his glory back but there's a part where the the simplest plot is brought up like the simple simplest like little setup is there's there's um, um truth powder because Mindhorn's power is that he he was in Vietnam and he got shot in the head ah. didn't kill him but they used experimental technology to give him an eye that could see the truth oh. so he has like this eye patch with a little red light and that's like his 80s gimmick because you know what the 80s are like yeah like Manimal and, and VR copies yeah. and stuff like that Auto Man yeah Auto Man um, yeah, that's the robot guy yeah. wasn't it yeah so um, he could see the truth and there was there was a product they released like to coincide with it, I guess and mm. one of the one of the characters has it and he's like I've even got your truth powder you have to tell me the truth and he goes that has been taken off the market for at least 28 years and it's because a bunch of kids almost went blind blind in Plymouth <laughs> playing with it and I was just like <laughs> Excellent. I enjoyed that very much. I mean, like, there, you have to see it. You have to yeah. kind of see it to understand. It's not like a Steve Coogan, um, Alan Partridge movie where Alan Partridge is in a situation where, like, everyone's acting cartoonish because no one's acting cartoonish except Alan Partridge film was awesome. It was awesome, but it's like, it's, it's weird that I would watch this before that and then that would be the double bill. It'd yeah. be this, then the Alan Partridge movie, and that would make sense. I still want a Garth Marenghi film. I want a Garth Marenghi film. Like they did that whole thing where they, you know, the interview one where he made out he had the film about wasps, yeah. giant wasps. Yeah, um, which actually yeah. got made into a film called Stung with Lance Henriksen. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a really gory film from last year called Stung with Lance Henriksen. It's actually quite good. Do they have people in fighter jets fighting wasps? No, they've got uh-huh. giant cow wasps though. Basically, the wasps sting you. When they sting you, a bigger wasp comes out your body. It basically takes some of your DNA and like your size and stuff and makes a bigger wasp. Oh, that's sexy. And, um, and as it goes on and on, like it goes up and up. And there's like a guy with a hump and he gets stung on the hump. And a wasp just basically embeds itself in his body and like communicates with him tem- telepathically. No, I'm trying to, get to do evil that. stuff. Um, but like the end of the film is just two people fighting wasps and every time they crush one there's like this really nice practical gore effect where they remove whatever they crushed it with and there's just this string of ooze nice that's really really good like there's loads of practical effects and Lance Henriksen gets to be the hero again and at his age you don't often see heroes like 900 years old he's so good in it though I really I think it's on Netflix they should have him um, turn up in that next X-Files series they're doing like have him turn up as his cat, you know, what's his face from Millennium. Mm. It's all tied together. It'd be nice yeah. to see him. Millennium was a really fucked up series. Yeah, they killed like half the human race, didn't they? And then never mentioned it in X Files, even though it's meant to be the same universe. No, because Millennium was the cult thing first. That was the first series, was the cult where his daughter was embedded in a cult and she got Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff going on, but it's like this. As but it he goes wasn't along, a cop or anything, was he? It was just like a normal dude. He was a detective. He'd left. He'd stopped uh, being a cop because um, everyone said he had mental breakdowns and stuff. But what it was is that when he was at a crime scene, he could feel the what happened and get an emotional thing. Oh, and then he I remember had to, Millennium differently from how yeah. it was. No, he I had to. Like, he knew what was what the crime was, but he had to find a way of proving it, and that was yeah. what the show was about. Each oh week. yeah, no, that's not why I thought Millennium mm. was. I thought it was a lot grittier and more it's really dark oh yeah no I remember it being dark and shit but I just I I remember it being a completely different I thought it was that he he was just a normal guy who basically ruined his life Mm. um, investing in like finding out information and stuff and he went from crime scene to crime scene just like trying to find hidden clues and shit and stuff he basically becomes a police advisor yeah no I was I thought it was (laughs) maybe I've just written a better TV program I need to write maybe maybe you should do it yeah because yeah Oh wait, episodes. no. What was the English version of Millennium? There was like a weird Millennium film that starred, had someone famous in it that's not done much since. They were in a film not long ago called Grabbers. No idea. Grabbers is kind of like Mindhorn. It's a Irish. Yeah. 
But yeah, I really recommend a mine haunt. It's actually gonna, I'm gonna give it a Tom Atkins. It's that good. I really fucking, I think everyone should go see it. And if it's on Netflix in America and you're in America, just fucking watch it because it is for free. I mean, well, yeah. for the price of Netflix, yeah, you can watch mine. Going up. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Again? It's, was it now 749 or something like that? I still pay nine pound. Yeah, it, it, if you, it depends when your contract renews because it's a year thing and, and then it bumps yeah. up. But yeah. I got the 4K stuff, so I have to pay nine fruit. quid. No, 4K on it is getting better. Although Master of None, there's a black and white episode, yeah. and they've added that digital noise back in. It really fucked me off. Oh yeah, you got to put the digital noise. No, in you don't. There's like an it, there's an Italian episode, and it's just fucking beautiful. You can see like mm. fucking olives and shit, just like everywhere, and like fucking food is just beautiful. It's like a chef's kitchen program. I don't even eat meat, and I'll still watch an episode where they cook a fucking steak, just because <laughs> it looks so good that they're fucking the way they're doing. It. It's like, oh, and then I take the aged crushed garlic from. It's Salt Bay in it. No. no. Did you see my Salt Bay impression when I flew? Uh, did you see my picture on Facebook? I No, I, I skimmed a stone by oh. doing the same thing. Oh, salt. So, like, I'm really good at skimming stones and shells and stuff. Like, it's a weird skill I've had since I was very young. And Tara didn't believe that I could I could do it. So I was basically at one end of a beach. Well, not one end of a beach, but I was up against, like, an embankment hmm. in the back of a beach. And he had about 30 metres to the water. And I, and I went, just watch this. And I sort of, I had my arm stretched it all the way back and then twisted and then just went straight up and what I can do is I can throw it so it goes way way up in the air and as it's coming down it curls down and then skims that way it's a really nice little trick and I showed her and she was like that's pretty impressive but I look like a spastic whilst doing it yeah yeah yeah, it's on my Facebook yeah anyone wants to find me Jason Momoa is my Facebook name (laughs) Mindhorn, Tom Atkins, everybody watch it. It's fucking great. I actually really loved it. Okay. Right, well, do I have a full thing to In review? September 2010, Levy started his own company. I don't care about Zach Levy. Machine. He was selected as a participant in the Celebrity All-Star at NBA All-Star Weekend 2011. He played for the team coached by Magic Johnson. The secret so I can was mute you. I can just Magic mute. Johnson gave everyone AIDS to power them through the match. Yeah. So Zachary Levy has AIDS now. Oh, sweet. But he's got money, so it's okay. June 16, 2014, Canadian actress Missy Peregrine announced that she and Levy had married in Mau, Hawaii. They filed for divorce in April of 2015, with the separation date listed in the court documents as December 3rd, 2014. Is that because she didn't tell him? No, it's because he has AIDS. Oh, right. Fair enough. Are you done? Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Did you know he's in Big Mama's house too? Put put that down. He stars Kevin. Put that down. Okay. Put that, put that phone it's down. It's down. It's not down. Everyone can see. No, because we're not streaming this. Here we are. Oh, are we? Yeah. Okay. Put that, Put it down. Put the phone down. Stop looking at Brazilian fart porn. Never. Oh, dear. Okay. Right. In 27... What am I going to review as my last thing? Okay. What am I going to review? Uh, ooh, uh, Transformers of Blu-ray, the movie. No, I did that last time. Uh, uh, the soundtrack you bought for Oh, Shinobi Avengers Shinobi. Yeah. I don't know, I'm not a music reviewer. I just like sound. We were meant to review, you reviewed toilet paper one fucking episode. How can uh, you fucking differentiate between one product and another so drastically that you've decided toilet to Toilet paper's very easy to review. But anyway, I've been playing Quake Champions a little bit. Not a <laughs> massive amount, just a bit. Quake Champions is in beta. We're allowed to talk about it now, apparently. They did an update from NDA to say NDA's been removed and all this. Yeah. I think what basically happened was they did a closed beta. Hardly anyone signed up for it, so they hastily made it an open beta. Hmm. Um, so Quake Champions is like doing the whole, you know, first-person shooter's got to have distinct characters and heroes thing going on. Yeah. Um, but there's only like eight of them, 
It's not many. And they give you the most boring one to begin with, the Marine. Oh, that's true. So when I started playing yesterday, everyone was a Marine except for one guy. <gasps> I um, need to bath the hedgehog. Oh, no. Anyway, who cares? I'm going to have a bath anyway. It's okay if I bath hedgehog first take two minutes. <sighs> Fine. Thank you. But, um... Yeah, so what they've done is they've like done free to play Quake. It plays exactly like old classic Quake does. It That's feels awesome. like Quake. It's fast paced, silly, cannons. jumpy. Yeah, there's like a railgun, a big green gun. Um, there's like a couple of little tweaks in there. Like you can choose one of three starting weapons, which I only found out when I was messing around with the character select screen. Yeah. Um, and if you pick up that weapon again in the game, that weapon gets upgraded a little. Okay. So if you, I had the nail gun earlier when I upgraded it, it fired a lot faster. Mm. Um, and all the characters have like their you own little have a nail gun. Yeah, nail guns there. What, from, like, Unreal the Story game? Yeah, all that stuff. It was in Quake. There was a nail gun in Quake. Big blue gun. Um, oh, yeah. No, yeah. you're right. But, um, yeah, they've added, like, all the characters have, like, passive abilities and they have one special move. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Overwatch where you're relying on your special moves to get you by. It's all just simple passive stuff. Like, one of the characters, um, when he stands still, he takes 20% less damage, which is, like, a deadly thing to do in Quake. Mm-hmm. I kind of think he should take a lot less damage. Like, like... I think if you're going to stand still in Quake, you should get more than 20% damage reduction. Because standing still is death in, yeah. in those Especially if games. someone shoots you with a rail cannon, because it's yeah. one-shot kills, isn't it? I mean, he's got more health than most people. It doesn't one-shot kill. The rail cannon does 80 damage, which is enough to kill about three or four of the characters in one hit. Mm. Um, there's still headshots and stuff, though. And he's got a shield he can pop down. Oh, is there three of the wall yeah. shots still with the rail cannon? I don't know. I don't think so. So I used to fucking love doing that from across the map. You know where you like go and hide in a corner, <laughs> you're like... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. But um, the only thing is, really find is like, Rocket if you're going to do a free play, free to play game, and you're only going to have like eight characters, you should probably just have all those characters be open anyway. Mm. It's doing the smite thing, where it's like, here's your free character. You can rent another character for a day with the bullshit currency, yeah, which you you know you get from doing challenges and winning games and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Or you can buy them permanently for a couple of quid each mm. and stuff. Um, apparently, I think what I read somewhere is that they're going to have a thing like smite where you can pay and unlock all the characters and any future characters automatically. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think if you're going to play the game, if you played, like, ten games in the night, you probably had enough to unlock another character for the day anyway, so... You're a queen. Play the game. Stuck in my head now. You know. Play the game. Play but, the game. Play the game. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, because it doesn't give you those characters from the start, it, discourage, it kind of discourages you to yeah. use them. Like, I imagine they're going to do a rotation thing where every week, every, like, week or so, a character's, different character's going to be the free one. Um... But there is, like, you know, there's loot crates and stuff. There's three different types of loot crate, and there's, you know, they all unlock cosmetic stuff, you know, new body armor and things like that, and then color schemes yeah. and all this sort of thing. Um, it does seem like it's only color schemes. There doesn't seem to be, like, you know, completely alternate looks for the characters, apart from the, you know, accessories you pick up. So I'm guessing they're going more down around you creating your own unique look rather than having, like, Overwatch style, this is the skin for this character and it looks different from the other ones. Yeah. Um, but gameplay wise, it's fine. It's perfect Quake. It's like it's pure, exactly as you want Quake to be. Visceral, fast paced, yeah. Mad, yeah. Yeah. I um, love that stuff. Characters talk a bit much because they've all got personalities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just. For all the personality, I'll go and kidnap a child and insert the personality into the movie. Years, don't into they don't say you're going to insert something into a child. Why not? Oh. I'm going to imbibe them with my knowledge. Yeah. But um, Using my penis. Yeah, I think they need to, like, sort of before this launches I think they need to think about just not having the whole renting and unlocking characters mm-hmm. like sell the later characters maybe like but give people a good base of characters so they can jump around and try different ones um, there seems to be each character's got a movement based 
thing going on. Yeah. Like um, the robot one I was playing as earlier, I can't remember his name. Um, the faster you move, when you move in a straight line, you go faster. So you yeah. accelerate. Um, there's one character who goes around on like a hoverboard, which looks quite cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the hoverboards from Unreal Tournament too. Yeah. Or 2014. But Unreal Tournament and Quake, like the deathmatch, what we played in Unreal Tournament Quake is pretty much the same yep. thing, isn't it? That's the weird um, thing, because they were made by the same company, weren't they? Yeah, we're epic. For a long time. Uh, Unreal was like born out of like trying to, was, that, was it the Quake 2 engine, wasn't it, or something like that? And they No, Unreal, the original Unreal was. It was the Unreal engine, but yeah, it was like them doing their own Quake. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a really good video on Digital Foundry this week on Quake 2. Worth watching. They covered the N64, PS1, PC, and all that. Like, showing you what those differences between the games. Mm. Quake 2's a classic. Um, I yeah. really like the first Unreal. Loads of people forget that Unreal started off as a story-driven game. Yeah, and now it's Unreal Tournament. No, it's just, yeah, Unreal Tournament, that's it. There was an they Unreal, made one for a few years. There was Unreal and there was Unreal 2. Unreal Tournament, there was a new Unreal Tournament not long ago, 2014. Yeah. And then there's another one on its way, probably. But, yeah. Yeah. But um, I'd say, I mean, it's free to play. Um, I think when it comes out, you can't go wrong giving it a try. Yeah, it's, like, it, it's one of those weird games, though. I've looked at the specs required. They're fucking massive. For oh, well, for, not for Quake Champions, no, it's yeah. fine. Like, it only needs, uh, what is it, NVIDIA 680, I think it was, for the minimum specs, which is, oh, like, that's fairly old now. That's not yeah, too new. three years old now, isn't it? Um, years. it seemed, I think they've made it so it runs really quickly. It seems to be using the game engine they use for Doom, I think. Oh really? Like so they've um Doom had a really weird engine though, didn't it? Cuz it achieved 60 frames per second so easily. Yeah. It's really strange. It's, it supports Vulcan as well, which is pretty awesome. Vulcan. Yeah, Vulcan's like um you know DirectX and all that. Vulcan's yeah. like an alternative to that. Oh. But it's like super efficient. So I like I switch AMD... on Vulcan and get like 200 frames per second on mine. I know that crazy. AMD recently they had an update patch for like Doom on the FX480 or 490. Yeah. And that made it so that you could do the VR stuff. Nice. Because there's like a weird VR thing, isn't there, in Doom? I think Doom just has VR. Do they? I, can't I don't remember. think it has VR. I think there's like a weird VR mode, like a demo thing Maybe. they released. Maybe. Mm. Uh, don't have an AMD card. I'm still kind of thinking about VR. Oh, that's stupid. I wouldn't do that. No. Moons loves VR. Really? Yeah, Moons super into it. Keeps forcing his family to use it. And then while they're wearing it, he like puts things on them. Oh. Yeah, when they don't realise it. I do that to my family, but they've all got infectious diseases that are transferred by skin, so I can't really lend them anything. Not his, not his cock and balls. When I say skin, I mean all skin, not just my cock skin. Yeah, that's, that's what you're strongest. putting on people. My cock skin's the strongest of my skin. It's the most calloused. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Quake Champions. I think I think if they tweak it a bit and make it a little less sort of gives you money, um, you know, it's really dumb to only have one character available. It's really fucking stupid. It's such an yeah. old fucking shitty You jump into it. like a deathmatch and it's like seven of the same character and then one Strog turns up. Yeah. Um, hey, Quake 4. I've just remembered Quake 4. And on the, Xbox uh, 360? Yeah. Yeah, it had that Quake 2 as a bonus thing, didn't yeah. it? Which is a really good port of Quake 2. It also had that awesome scene where you become a Strog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do you I not remember? I Oh, shit, you can pick up for, like, 90p now. It's really worth playing, because the beginning... Like, the intro is that you're a normal soldier and you go through, like, the first level. And then the first level, your team goes to evac and you get knocked out. Hmm. And you get knocked out, they think you're dead, so they put you through the strog thing. But they don't realise you're actually alive, so you're fucking getting, like, your legs chopped off in front of you and they're getting really... Obviously, it looks god-awful now. (laughs) It was, like, the Doom 3 engine. Yeah. yeah. Or the Rage engine. It might be a very... No, it's Doom 3. Yeah. But uh, the Doom 3 engine running it. So it doesn't look great, but it's still quite interesting to see like all the struggy bits happening to someone. Because it was the first time they revealed what the process was, because it was Strong's yeah. 
were meant to be aliens. Yeah. For it all, they were meant to be aliens, and then it was revealed that they were actually people in Quake 4. Hmm. Which I liked. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say give it a try. I mean, yeah. It's fucking... Of course, give it a try. Beat is going on to the 21st, so you've got a bit of time. They're literally throwing the keys away. Are they Are they like, doing one for... Um... Not for consoles? Yeah. I reckon it'll be on PS4 at least. Yeah, I thought it was going to be on Microsoft's PS4. a bit funny about that, isn't it? When they want multi-format games, it always yeah. seems to be the last to get them. Yeah. I bet they got Smite early, didn't they? They got Smite first. They got Smite first, and they got Paladins around the same time. Yeah. Paladins is alright, it's just... Paladins is alright. Yeah, the problem is that it was made... It's it took late. longer to make... Yeah. Than um, than Overwatch, yeah, and, and they should have like along the way they should have been you know what this character is a little bit too similar maybe we should tweak it a bit and make well, it well that's the thing it, it, when you know that the Overwatch came out like well Overwatch came out first but like it started development after yeah. when you know that it kind of feels like they did just rip off all the fucking characters from yeah. Paladins but the Paladin stuff wasn't really shown back then there was hardly anything seen yeah, wasn't it. It's it, all still, right. it still feels a bit like they knew about shit. Mm. But, um, yeah. 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 Quake champions. It's all right. That's good to hear. Yeah. It's fun. It's just, concerns. It's just, you know, it's another free-to-play game, isn't it? Yeah, just another one on top of all the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Gating content instead of just, like, giving people the option to... Because it's not that like Overwatch only has loot crates to buy. I guarantee if Overwatch was free to play, they would still make just as much money. They make a fuck ton of money. Yeah, because apparently those crates sell like crazy. Yeah, people mm-hmm. buy a lot of that shit. Yeah. Like, I think most companies would, if you know, they would have been happy, but Blizzard liked to sell a product. They like you to buy a thing, don't they? I mean, it took them, what, 15 years to make StarCraft 2, StarCraft 3? Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. That's it. For the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we go, two weeks' time. I'm gonna be um, gonna be doing some live live uh, video for my walk from London to Brighton. Oh dear! It's in two weeks now. We can catalogue your on the 28th, death. Yeah, on the 28th, I'm gonna be doing my walk. It's gonna be um, stop scratching your balls on webcam. No, look, I look like Michael Fassbender in Shame. Um, yeah. It's gonna be one of those things where Michael Fassbender in Fish Tank, where he tries to have sex with a 15 year old. Yeah, does have sex with a 15 year old, yeah. and that's very impressive for Michael Fassbender because he's much older. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be live. I'm gonna be doing some live um, video for my walk from London to Brian. It's gonna be exciting. Uh, you'll see me slowly rot into a mush of a person. Yeah, and then three weeks later, I'm gonna do 70k. But I'm going to run it because oh. I'm fucking suicidal. We're going to so, get like that whole thing where there's a Facebook story spread around about this guy who dies whilst walking. <laughs> London know. to Brighton. His last message was cool and his was on his face cam saying, I'm being eaten by bears. Yeah. UK <laughs> bears. Yeah. The most polite bears. Mm. Um, no, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really fun. Um, as I said, I'm going to do some live tweeting so people will be able to see my progression um, slowly going from a man that you see in front of you now to a blubbering child with no legs. Yeah, you know Forrest Gump. You can't. You might not be able to do this. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I I imagine it's going to be very tough, but I'm looking forward to the challenge. No, I've given myself by CEX this week. So. No, we're not. Um, oh. But I've given myself. So if anyone's interested in the specification of what I'm doing, um, I've given myself around 15 hours. I reckon it's going to take to walk 100k. Yeah, mm. about 15 hours without breaks. I'm going to say. I'm going to say 18. 18 with breaks. Um, I'm taking the yoga max. I'm a fucking idiot, so I'm going to do yoga at points as well just to try and loosen up my limbs and shit. 
It's just going to be a bit of fun. I think everybody... It's like you're stretching your leg muscles, just go... Yeah. Just leg comes off, shin <laughs> at the shin, just drop to the floor. Oh, just <laughs> take my belt off, strap it around the leg. All right, only 60k tuck, to go. Tuck the flaps in. You know, like in uh, Bad Taste? Yeah. It was classic. I like yeah. the bit in Bad Taste when the guy jumps down through the other guy's monster's head with his yeah, chainsaw. With chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, and he, he pokes up and goes, oh, I'm back! Um, yeah, no, it's going to be good. It's for a good cause. Um, under the Moons, you've already donated because you're... Absolute fucking beaut. Um, but we've made it to £240. Can you donate to your yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. Um, we've made it to £240. Nice. That's me alone. Tara's made it to a lot more because she's an attractive lady and I'm a fucking dog shit human being who says horrible things on the internet. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's still a little bit to go. But uh, but I, um, I've i already got some charity tins out there that people are collecting for me. And it's, you know, we've probably gone way over the target, but I'm saying... I'm saying at this point we've probably raised close to a thousand pounds. I really have chosen the wrong colour for that text, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah, it's grey. It looks so, like it looks like I've got the drop shadow and deleted the yeah, text. You've got to get the drop shadows. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, so we're up to a thousand pounds about SC Cats and Dogs Home. And for anyone who's following on my other charity endeavours, um we currently hit eight hundred for Caden, which is um it's a cam it's a young boy in Camden who's got cancer essentially, he has to go to America for treatment. His parents are doing uh T V interviews and things like that that I've arranged for them and a couple of radio things. Um, and I am doing with my friend Steve I've never met the kid I've never met the parents I don't know who the fuck they are but um, with my friend Steve told me that they needed help arranging some sort of charity thing so we've arranged a 70k run which is why I'm going from Guildford to Brighton three weeks after I'm doing London to Brighton just in case you don't die in those just in case I don't die the first time okay. um, <laughs> I'm saying realistically I'm going to probably run 40k on the day which is pretty much my maximum and then the rest is going to be walking and crying and crying yeah uh, but if anyone wants to follow that I don't expect everyone to donate to that because there's a separate charity thing going on that Steve's running I've given it all over to him for, to do um, but if anyone does want to want to watch that that'll be on Facebook I'll put a link on Twitter and here I guess um, and and can and if I give you the details I can just send you the videos and shit can't I so we can just upload them on here on a separate thing as well or on YouTube I'll give you my YouTube login but um, but yeah. So if anyone wants to follow my charity endeavors, follow me on Twitter. I'm going to be doing a lot of stupid shit this year because I've already donated my hair, blood, offered to donate my bone marrow. I don't know when that's happening, but that's happening as well. You don't need bone marrow. It's no. useless. Um, I'm doing this walk. I'm doing a run, and then later on in the year, I'm doing a few charity events for children's hospitals. Uh, that's mostly reading books. I've written a. Are you kid's looking book. forward to pissing blood at some point? Yeah. I'm looking forward to bone marrow. I've heard it's the most painful thing to donate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and they can only give you a certain anaesthetic without jeopardising the quality of what they collect. Yeah, bone marrow sucks. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing that. Because you're not meant to lose that stuff. No, I'm going to be donating that at some point this year. That's gonna And be... your bone's like, hey, this is hurting a lot. Yeah. Your, your bone's like your, your, the priority of pain signals. I know. So I'm getting shot in the kneecaps is the most be, painful thing. I'm going to be doing that. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, so and they say uh, give you bone marrow, you just flop out your dick. <laughs> Here's a bone <laughs> for everyone. Um, but yeah, I'm doing children book reading. Uh, just loads of shit. I'm doing face painting at a few events as well. It's all really boring stuff, I guess. Right, don't use permanent <laughs> sharpies. Yeah, yeah. Don't just make a bunch of kids look like juggalos. Just like write going, homies everywhere. Like going Phoenix nights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking He's got like a panda face. face. Yeah. No, a tiger, tiger face. yeah. Oh god! But yeah, <laughs> that went for the whole series. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. anyway, so yeah, that's that's a new a new more charitable crit apocalypse. Mm. Child live stream me giving bone marrow, <laughs> just me crying. Yeah, <laughs> they take out your skull. 
No, they don't. They should. Yeah, they don't. They take out like your fucking wrist and shit. Uh, take out. Cool. I think they take it out. Shin. They take it out of your wrist, or it's it's like one of the it's one of these or these fibula, tibula, fibula. Oh. I am looking forward to it a little bit though, because you can't experience that level of pain for free. <laughs> I could help you. I could push How down long do you stairs. think it will hurt for? About a couple of hours. No, because it must hurt afterwards as well, right? You're gonna have a hole in your bone. Like yeah. it will heal over. I get a lot of calcium and yeah. zinc. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have any of that vegan milk. You're going to have to have proper milk. No, because vegan milk contains calcium as well. Yeah, it's not as good as the real stuff. No, it is. It's better than the real stuff because it doesn't cause you to get fucking horrible mucus buildups and shit. I feel so much better now I don't drink milk. I used to shit so much and it was horrible fucking runny horrible stuff. Now it's like big, thick, fucking dominant turds. I do a shit and it's like a whale's escaped into our toilet. Yeah. Half as difficult to flush. Oh, God. I'm joking, double E is difficult. Of course it is. Anyway, you done? Yeah, I'm done. You can find me at Critapocalypse. You can find him at LV54SpaceMonkey. We're always hanging out, doing stuff, saying hi to each other. If you want to do the same, just give us a tweet. Or find us on here. Or you've got a YouTube channel as well, don't you? Mellow Gaming? Sure. Possibly. the best Mellow Gaming out there. There are about 17 of them at this point. Yeah, was it like Scaping was, you know, Dan was talking about like how he keeps coming across channels we called SGR. Yeah. Like, just loads of... He came across a channel the other day that does complete history videos that look suspiciously Fuck like his. Sake. Yeah. That's really disappointing, especially considering how long he's been in the industry. Well, Dan, well, Dan's been known doing videos for about two years on his channel. But yeah, but he was in the gaming industry as a journalist for years, wasn't he? No, no, no. You're thinking of someone else. Who am I thinking Slopes of? Game Room is like, um, he's a DJ by trade. He was on a TV show years ago. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, he was on Not a game show. It was like one of these weird, like, you know, here's some crazy nutters from the north. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Catch you later. Yeah, see you later, everyone. Right, Thank you for listening. Let's end the recording. Uh, <gasps> now! Oh. Uh, uh.